Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own safety, please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Set your phasers to stun, your sonic screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is Geeky Gals and Guys with Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. All right, here we go. Episode three. Geeky Gals and Guys. We are the 3G5. Checking in. Kenny... And we have Susan, roll call. All right, Michelle is here with us as well. That's me. Miles. Huh? Yeah, (laughs) and for parts unknown, Cousin Curtis. To be truthful, if there are coastal elites, they never mention the landlocked elites, and I consider myself to be one of them. Excellent. <laughs> I, I I can appreciate that. So every, welcome to the show, everybody. We have a huge agenda for the program tonight. I'm very excited because we did our first. Uh, uh, all five of us watched the same movie. We had a movie uh, a, a viewing party for a film called Devil's Reign uh, that we'll be talking about in hour two. A a a cult classic. I mean. And it's got some cult. <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> quite a, quite cult. the cult classic. Yeah, quite the cameos in there too. You've got a little John Travolta, a little Anton Xander Levay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the stars of it. I mean, holy smokes! But yeah, we have uh, we've got some audio from that. We're going to talk about that later in the show. In, in the third hour, it's going to be really exciting because we've all picked our top five superheroes. I gave no criteria for how people pick their superheroes. I set my own. Susan set her own, and I'm sure you guys did the same. So I think it's going to be interesting. And when we're done, I think what we should do is see how many that were not duplicated on everybody's lists, and then maybe do a bracket next week. Oh, that'd be cool. So that could be fun. And uh, so, yeah, we thought about doing top ten lists, but... My, uh, Curtis pointed out that's that's fifty superheroes. Questions <laughs> with each one, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take a yeah. toll, even if we duplicate. Even so. twenty five is gonna be. Like- <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll do our best in an hour. Uh, so so that's cool. Um, and yeah, uh, we're we're uh, loaded for bear here. Susan's gonna be talking about uh, cottage core. Uh, which is a, a new trend in uh, lockdown COVID uh, community. Uh, very exciting. Miles, of course, has some good news for us. And, uh, and yeah, and I got a new toy I want to tell everybody about. It's very cool. Uh, this is the third 8-inch uh, size Mego-style action figure I've gotten from this company. Um, and it is, uh, the, the first two I got were, well, Michelle, you know, uh, you're, you're man. Uh, Vincent Price as Matthew Hopkins, Witchfinder General. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I have that figure. They make some really deep cut horror figures. I mean, they just did Maniac Cop, and I missed out on that, and I'm so upset about that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a deep one. <laughs> yeah. 
And then they did a Coffin Joe one. I luckily snagged a Coffin Joe one. Uh, and, and the thing is, they li- these things are limited between 80 and 100. That's it. They never make them again. And so they're a little pricey. They're not super, super pricey. They're not, you know, and they're still cheaper than like those, you know, 12 inch super articulate, you know, hot toys, figures, whatever. Um, and, and these are handcrafted too, which is really amazing. So the, I'm so excited about this. I just got in the mail two days ago, three days ago, uh, my HP Lovecraft distinctive dummies action figure who comes with a, a, a what I presume is the Necronomicon. Uh, it's a really cool, gorgeous-looking figure. Um, you know, there there is a small picture of it in our show art for tonight. And, uh, yeah, I was I was just so excited because, you know, he's like my favorite author of all time, even though, yeah, he was a racist and a weirdo and he was afraid of vaginas and everything. But, um, you know, uh, but, you know, it, it, it's, you know they're, they're doing a whole line of them. And I'm so mad I missed out on the king in yellow. Oh, I'm so mad I missed out on that. It was such a cool looking figure. <laughs> Old maggot mug. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I missed out on that, but I'm so excited. You know, I'm, I'm really the, what it's a really cool company, and they do a lot of really cool stuff. I've, I'm signed up now for the alerts, so when the next Lovecraft figure comes out, I'm on it. I'm on. I'm on it like ten year old me on cake. So. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so, uh, there's, uh, you know, we're, we're just kind of, kind of go loosey goosey here in the beginning of the program, uh, and, uh, just talk about, uh, whatever's on our minds. Uh, but uh, Curtis, you did mention, uh, you, you, you mentioned, and, and I, I, we, we talked about this a little bit before we got in the show and you said essentially you wanted to talk about when conspiracy theories used to be fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah absolutely like you uh I, I i worked this crummy job and in driving to it in the middle of the night i i discovered uh am coast to coast <laughs> Art Bell, and you know that program blew my mind i i had some conspiracy theories and 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 of course growing up watching in search of your yes. cryptozoology like all that stuff mm-hmm. was very fascinating to me and this was just this was so much fun but i don't think anybody took it i mean you'd hear people call yeah. it and it did um sure. but you you were afforded that space to go this seems like a free responsible search for, you know what you know, it was the, filling it filled the void for me of old time radio because i used to listen to old time radio um, there was something called the Golden Age of Radio Theater, and I would it would be on like after Larry King Live when I was a kid on the radio, and you know I'd listen to Larry King. Old time radio would come on. I'd have my headphones on. I'd fall asleep, and and that it, it was always like really cool ones like X minus one and uh, Hall of Fantasy and stuff like that. So that kind of to me was filling the void. It was like I I li- listened to it as cheesy entertainment, like listening to the Weekly World News, you know? Yeah, and. It, and that sort of thing devolved into what it is today. It was, it's, it's a bunch of racist <laughs> jerks spouting their own paranoid fantasies on, you know, I mean, the seeds of what, whatever else we can question. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, and, and, and tied that on top of it, I'm used to, as I'm sure you are, Kenny, that like your metal heroes, you just have to drown out every time you see a headline <laughs> about one of them because you're like, I'd like your music, yeah. but I don't want to hear you talk at all. Yeah. Ever. Um, Rob I've Halford Rob night- Halford is the only exception to that. 
It's it's true. Um, but uh, I thought my uh, '90s alt bands would be free from that, but apparently this week an interview uh, with uh, King Buzzo uh, Osborne of the Melvins. Oh no! Uh, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, he was on. Not that I cared to hear his political views or whatever. I thought mm-hmm. he was a libertarian, but he, there was a, a 2018 uh, spot he did on Gavin McGinnis's podcast. Oh God Almighty! And so there were reports that he had said uh, that weirdo ex-punk lesbians shouldn't be running for office, but that's something that Gavin McGinnis had said. But clearly, he's on this program because he does agree. Uh, it, and I don't recommend you you go look up the clip because then you'd have to hear Gavin McInnes. But I, yeah. it was another disappointing moment where you're like, ah, man. Well, the thing that, that gets me, and I think a, a lot of this, because Michelle and I have discussed this before uh, uh, mm-hmm. on uh, the satanic panic kind of stuff. Yeah. Where it seems like this kind of weird, creeping mindset has been going on for a while. Like, what used to be the Red Scare then became the Satanic Panic and everything else. Or, you know, or what used to be anti-Jew. Like, I remember uh, I did a show years ago uh, where somebody, I think Brian Fisher, the the fake uh, Christian Brian Fisher, was freaking out about halal turkeys. Well... (laughs) There was, well, there was, was there was, yeah, well, it was, uh, but it was scary too, because it had the same echoes of, and I can't remember, I think it might have been Wally somebody, I can't remember his name, but there was this guy from the 40s and 50s who was uh, demonizing um, kosher foods. And and saying it was it was being foisted on our good you know white American housewives to have to cook like a Jew or you know I mean it was just it was that kind of twisted thing so there's just been this creeping thing like it's 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 like this it's the boogeyman like butterfly effect you know like what started off as you know we need to you know it, 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 but it, but it still it keeps going and it keeps getting bigger and it's become so insane with things like QAnon and then we had the Jade Helm stuff and the Pizzagate stuff you know just they they they're making up this alternate universe where you know George Soros like has a you know a baby for breakfast every day and you know are you saying if people want to yeah. get scared and 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 hyped up they should Watch a scary movie like Satan's Reign and De- not make up a bunch of lies. Devil's Reign, yeah. Um, Devil's Reign. Yes, they would look at but Devil's Reign like it was a documentary. That thing took off, and that guy stormed into the uh, pizza place. Where, by the way, they would host punk shows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that—that's what you get. It's sick. Yeah, and I'm disappointed that that's where that headed to. And it's yeah, like, but you know, survey of fun geeks. Yeah, but I, I think, Michelle, uh, you know, you, you witnessed the satanic panic with, like, music and games and toys and everything like that, too. I mean, do, do you feel like it, it all this has the same kind of vibe? It does. Oh, it's, it, yeah, it, back then it was, the, you know, the church, with the satanic panic, the church was trying to control people and, you know, keep control of, <laughs> you know, like, they, like, they've always tried to control people. Mm-hmm. So, and they were just using that as another avenue because it, it offered freedom and, you know, the ability to use your mind for something that wasn't, you know, just procreation and kowtowing to, you know, whatever religious uh, 
uh, sermon they wanted you to kowtow to, mm-hmm. which is funny because one of the best D&D games I've ever played was in an Episcopalian church. <laughs> so... <laughs> It, it it just it, you know again it's it's almost like Miles it's almost like they're coming up with their own LARP uh, dangerous LARP <laughs> you know I'm you lost me who's LARPing uh, the QAnon people the PizzaGate yeah. people the the conspiracy theorists oh. who are now it's like LARPing to a to a bad <laughs> a bad, bad place <laughs> yeah they're <sighs> they're playing out their fantasies but with real consequences yeah. It, it is about control. Uh, there's a propaganda. That's what this is. Yeah, they are. They are putting out. It's fear mongering. Yeah, fear mongering. Yeah. Fear mongering. That's what. And and Trump's going to continue doing that. Oh, Biden's coming after your. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So you know your guns, your social security. Sure. Well, actually, Trump's the one going after the social security. But that's true. Yeah. But anyway, we we don't have to. Coming <clears throat> after you too. Yeah, we don't have to go too far down. Uh, I'm sorry, Susan, say that again. Pokemon demons are coming after you. Oh, yeah, real, actual (laughs) uh, Pokemon demons. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, but, uh, but anyway, we, we don't, I don't want to delve too deep and get into the political sphere with this, but it really is, it really is, uh, it, 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 it is strange to me. What, what part of somebody's brain says, let's take this, you know, unsourced, weird, conspiratorial information and make it our reality. You know, I I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of unaddressed mental health issues out there. I mean, you know, the the, that movie Mazes and Monsters where Tom Hanks can't tell the difference between reality and fantasy. That's playing out right now, but with conspiracy theorists. You know, yeah. they really think they're part of this organization and that they're, you know, secret agents for, you know, uh, certain individuals. <laughs> you know, right. I, I, just, I just don't see the uh, I see the propaganda having a purpose. I don't see them trying to alternate reality. They're just they have a goal. And that is it's dark. Oh, oh, uh, I, I concur with you on that. I'm saying that they're that. that they're trying to alter people's perception of reality. You know, the people who oh, are yes. propagating this. Yes, stuff. that's the purpose. Yeah, to, to warp it to their to, to align with their own agenda. And yes. they're going after people who have underlying uh, mental issues. You know, but so. I, I don't consider the people coming up with this as mentally defunct. They're targeting them easily swayed with their propaganda. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, and of course, Von and, Hammer and says, quick "Swerve away from it." I'm gonna put the. A uh, link in our chat, and I think it'd be. Uh, I, I can't. I, I'm hard to believe it. It's true with as many movie credits as he has, but somehow James Hong isn't on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So uh, Daniel Day Kim is raising funds for James Hong. That's so, all oh, it takes, really. He's like five thousand dollars or something. Yeah. So he's raising money so we can put uh, this guy who's in so many of of our our favorite films. Uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Quite possibly the most films of anybody. The, the, you know, I mean, doesn't he have like? I think he might he's have more hundreds. F- yeah, it, I and think he's it's amazing voice actor. Yeah, he's done a lot of voice work as well. Mm-hmm. I think he he might. Uh, you know, because I know Samuel L. Jackson at least did the most movies in the nineties. I think, and he's probably. But and Samuel L. Jackson's done a ton of movies since then too. 
but you know he's he's up there uh but yeah he absolutely um uh you should have a star uh or, or, or every kind of recognition hell give the man an oscar you I know to lifetime achievement a, i used to refer to him fondly as asian bad guy number one uh, <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, he's been in so much stuff. You know, it's it's just it's it's impressive. So he's again one of those actors. The, they show up everywhere, and you're like, oh yeah, that dude. You know, um, yeah, Hawaii Five O. Um, he's mm-hmm. been in a couple, a bunch of the horror flicks. I love to death. I don't, yeah. I don't get into the Funko Pop stuff too much, but I have a couple, and one of them is my glow in the dark low pan. That oh, there was nice. no way I was leaving the store without it. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. Very cool. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, bef- well, we, shoot, uh, we actually uh, only burned through seventeen minutes so far. So, Michelle, is there anything that you wanna you wanna bring up uh, before we uh, get too long in the tooth on this segment? Conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I posted this in chat um, back during the House Un-American Committee um, hearings. Peter Lorre was actually called in to testify. Hmm. And because since he was from, I think he's from, he's from Austria or Vienna, somewhere over there. Yeah. And he was, he was called in to testify and they asked him, do you know anybody who's acted strangely or is peculiar? And he gave them a list of everybody he knew. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody acts strangely and peculiar. Where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, Everybody I know is strange and peculiar. What are you talking about? Uh, that's that is absolutely perfect. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. What again? What an what another ugly time where it's like everybody who was you know, if you if if you weren't if you didn't toe the line, you were you know you were A or B you know right. <laughs> you were, yeah. or A or C you were American or a commie. Um, that was the uh, commie fear tactic. That's all it was. Yeah. The Red Scare. They yeah, called it the Red Scare. It yeah. As I talked before, you know, back then, back in the 50s and 40s and, and all that time, it was very scary if you were blacklisted or if you were even pointed to have yep. some sort of uh, leftist leanings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I said about Vincent Price, he came out about everything. So yeah. He came out in support of people, of women's rights, of gay rights. You know, back in the day when it was not a popular thing to do. They made mm-hmm. light of it in the movie Clue, but that was deadly serious stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So, you know, that's another thing I love about Vincent Price. You know, he was a spectacular human being. You know, mm-hmm. he I, may have had some faults. I have not recognized any of them yet. But <laughs> I, I do love that scene in the movie Clue, though. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's like my, what Miles said, you know, they made fun of the Red Scare and, you know, the fact of being a homosexual and stuff like that in Clue. Yeah. You know, that it could ruin a person's life, but it was true. Well, yeah. a- absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, and fortunately, fortunately that that is is something that, you know, uh, uh, there there is a much greater acceptance even with the most, you know, narrow-minded political set out there. Um, it, but still, there's so much insane bigotry you know i mean uh you know transphobia is like through the fucking roof now um you know that's the one it's like you know i i see somebody use a slur i'm like i'm like i i report them for hate speech i block them whatever 
I'm not tolerating Thank that you, shit. Thank you, So, mm-hmm. um, well, you know, uh, uh, my nephew, uh, your son, Cat. You know, these are people in our lives who who mean yeah. something to us. You know, and and you know, um, they would stick up for us if somebody was coming at us uh, for something that we couldn't control. You know, right. uh, you know, for for who? I mean, and I don't mean to say it like that. Something you know, like an attribute. Something you know, my skin color, my weight. You know, uh, whatever. You know, my gender. You know, which I'm not in any danger of being attacked for. Uh, attacked for. But, you know, they can't control who they are. They can only, you know, complete themselves in in whatever fashion they choose. And they deserve acceptance and love from everybody. And, you know, so this is just, you know, it's nonsense. It's it's just another just another form of ugly hate, you know, and I'm glad that I can't wait for empathy to become in vogue again. Yeah. It's, it's people that don't have the strength in their own being to uh, to love themselves and to realize that the other is not going to hurt them. Yeah, it's you know like, just because. Yeah, yeah, you know, I want I want to paint my door purple, you know, but you know, if I lived in a homeowners association, they would say, "No, you can't do that because it's ugly. We don't like it." Does you know? not conform. But you know, that's yeah. You have to conform. No, oh, you do- don't. Oh. You feel strongly about yourself. You don't mm-hmm. need other people to conform around you. You can accept them for who they are, just as long as what they do doesn't hurt you. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Do it. Yeah. Here's a, here's I, a, I have home ownership home ownership group that's going to tell me what color to paint my door. Yeah, well, we don't live in a homeowners association area. Well, my I, door is purple. Damn it. Well, here's a, a little a little uh, bit of trivia. Do you know what a large group of Karens is called? Oh, no. A homeowners yeah. association. <laughs> so I saw that joke from Facebook, but uh, it is true. But yeah. you know, uh, but you know, so so we, we you know the uh, and and I'm glad that we're seeing um, you know greater representation in uh, pop culture now. You know, and but of course the you know people who don't who are bigots and narrow-minded are like stop shoving it down my throat. How come you always immediately think about big things going down your throat when you think of yeah. people's sexual <laughs> identity? Why? They're just always thinking about it, going you just jamming down my throat. Why are you jamming down my throat? How about just you know dangling it in my face? <laughs> 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 Oh bouncing it off, bouncing it off my forehead, oh slapping on yeah. both of my cheeks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> now you think about it. Why do? Why is that always got to like go right down the throat? You know, couldn't it just yeah. like? Couldn't it just brush against your lips? Oh Lord! <laughs> just have a just. How many clips were there of Rush Limbaugh in 2009 screaming that? Like it was so much fun to listen to. Oh, I I went through my my cart a while back just looking for different politicians saying saying that. I found like 20 clips of people saying it. You know, Marco Rubio, oh, all kinds of people. But you know, you know, couldn't they just just you know why do you, you don't have to let it go down your throat? You could just nibble on the tip or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Um, 
I'm just saying, if they're going to be so dirty minded about everything, yeah. think they they talk about uh, seriously the bigots out there who are, are homophobes and transphobes and everything. They think about other people having sex way more than everybody else does. Whoa, what's happened there, Suze? I don't know. Oh, that was a big noise. Um, okay, but it, it's just it, it's just amusing to me that you know right. they're they're so hung up on the sex. Oh, I can't disagree. Those that really complain about things being forced down their throat really need to just practice more on suppressing their gag reflex. <laughs> I, I concur. I concur. So, you know, um, and I think they're doing pretty good because they seem to take a lot down their throat. <laughs> and, 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 they, and, and maybe if, if, if we can get James Hong's uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, we can get it somewhere near Vincent Price's. He has two. Oh. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. Yes. So uh, also has one in St. Louis where he was born. Yes, I, yes he does. Very cool. And that's so is, what, Michelle? That's just so neat, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, uh, go ahead. I never knew there was one in St. Louis until I read that on his trivia page. I I didn't even know St. Louis had a Walk of Fame, but it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very cool. So, um, but anyway, I think we should probably get going to the break right now because uh, Miles is going to give us some good news, aren't you, Miles? Oh, I'm, I'm chock full of it. All right. <laughs> and my shag reflect is, you, you, you can relax. It's all good. All right. Very okay, good. tell me about you. All right, folks. We're going to go ahead and go to the break. Uh, lots more fun coming up on Geeky Gals and Guys right after this if i seem insensitive to what you're going through understand it's the way i am Please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Paul's Memory Bank. This is Paul B., and I'd like to invite you to my show every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. I'll present classic Golden Age Superman radio adventures and hand-picked old-time radio comedy episodes. Out of these clothes... It's Superman's turn now. Right now, I've got three times as many muscles as anybody else in the world. <laughs> and every one of them has a toothache. How do you manage to get into all this trouble? Oh, I don't know. I guess I just know the right people. <laughs> You'll be on the edge of your seat and laughing your head off all at once. Paul's Memory Bank. Only on Radio for Humans. Radioforhumans.com is a song about a weapon that can kill spirits. It's called Ghost Gun. I'm looking through the scope. I picked it 
Hi, this is Jody Hamilton of the From the Bunker podcast, and you can hear our show Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. Hi, this is Kenny Pick. You're not listening to Radio for Robots. This is Radio for Humans. I don't see you crying, robot. Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? Radioforhumans.com Robot. 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 Robot! from Devil's Rain. We're going to be talking about that uh, next hour. Welcome back to the show. Susan, hello. Hello, Susan. Hello. Hi, Michelle. Hey, there. Hey, Curtis. Good evening, everybody. Oh, and before we get to it, I think, uh, is, is something coming over the wire, Miles? Is it, oh. I think so. Good evening. For parts of North America, the forces of darkness ruled in daylight. Nope, 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 in line with uh, things I've mentioned in the first first two shows about having the polls going really, you know, going blue and Texas, you know, going blue. So I saw this ad, uh, this um, um, news story Monday. And it is about, uh, you'll remember me talking about follow the money and how when Trump was pulling ads from Michigan, whatever, this follow the money. Because right now, sure. Biden is putting money into Texas. Now, that does not mean he's going to win Texas. Texas is still full of a chock full of uh, right-wingers, you know, that vote. But here's the good news. It puts them on the defensive. Now the GOP is going to have to spend money in Texas to hold it. That's, that's, that's what I love more than anything. Because yeah. right now, the, the Republicans have a, a certain number of areas because if you think of America as a big gerrymandered state where, you know, places like Kansas, which I think is the, or is it Nebraska? One of those two. It has not had a Democratic senator for like 60 years. It's seriously a long, long streak. I, it's the longest streak in the country. It's I, I read that somewhere. It's it's I'd have to look it up. But But my point is, Texas is one of those places that the GOP has been able to rely upon consistently mm-hmm. to be one of their strongholds. They're their California, if you will. <laughs> and it's looking less so like that's the case. I mean, yeah. I've seen some uh, uh, YouTube channels that I watch and they say that, yeah, Texas might probably is going to turn, <clears throat> excuse me, 
turn blue or what have you, you know, it takes a long time, blah, 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 blah. But all of us are old enough to remember when that was the case for Virginia and yes. North Carolina. And mm -hmm. now those places are routinely flipping. Hell, Virginia's solid blue now, from what I know, from yeah. what I've been hearing. I mean, it, it's, it's so change is coming. It is slow. Is the is Texas reaching a tipping point this uh, election cycle? Maybe. I'd, I I wouldn't bet on it. There's just a lot of you know you know the Republicans going to pull some shenanigans. But the good news is. They have to fight tooth and nail to defend it. So that's a lot of their uh, resources are going there. And that's that's what I love about that story. Yeah. Now, um, it's a win. <laughs> I know I'm giddy. I'm giddy about that stuff. Now, um, other good news. So the uh, Republican GOP is having a convention where they nominate, you know, hey, it's, it's Trump's turn. And originally they were going to go to, you know, I think it was in North Carolina. And then... North Carolina governor goes, eh, I don't think we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to enforce the wear, wearing masks because this disease stuff is pretty bad. And yeah. Trump threw a tantrum, as he does, and said, screw you, cancel everything in North Carolina, which they couldn't do because there were contracts and they'd already spent a lot of money. And so that money's lost. But so we're, we're going to Jacksonville because I got a governor down Jackson in, in Florida who's friendly, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then when you hold a convention, you need to uh, have security police forces and the because of trump going to city after city after city and that yeah you know and on and on and on and not paying the bills oh. the jacksonville police department goes yeah no we're 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 gonna need to be paid a little more up front and then and then we'll, oh, hold on we're not doing jackson jacksonville gets canceled <laughs> <laughs> anyway so now i think they're going back to charlotte but here's the part that, of the story that gets me it's that the GOP convention in Charlotte is now closed to the press. <laughs> Which that, is kind of awesome. The, uh, this is the thing about a convention. When you have it, I mean, they're going to live stream it to be sure. But when you go to a convention, uh, when you hold conventions, the whole purpose is to have this big dog and pony show where the yes. news media is there showing here's this person talking and here's this person talking and here's their platform and, here, and it exposes the country to your ideals your platform uh, you know what you the what you you know you want to put out to the country this is your you know uh, message agenda and you get what's called a convention bump in the polls that has happened every time sure but and now, by and, and and you you they they also need to realize they do this the media is going to be like oh okay you don't want us in there well we're not going to carry your live stream run it on Fox you know Fox you know and, and people who watch Fox it's just preaching to the choir so yep. uh, you know the the you know oh what one American news or uh, <laughs> oh OAN that that'll, that'll really yeah. uh, that'll let really, them go for that so this is all it's it's. <laughs> Ah, uh, close to the press. Uh, well, and I you just... know what a Trump, uh, 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 you know, you, you, we know what the the last, uh, you know, um, God, why can't I think of what it's called? Uh, the GOP uh, uh, clusterfuck. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, convention. Yeah, Republican National <laughs> Convention. 
they, you know, we, we already, the, I, I witnessed what, you know, it was in Cleveland last time. And, you know, I witnessed the yeah. ugliness and dumbness and everything. Uh, and I saw the stuff that was broadcast. I didn't go in, of course, because I'm not a, you know, masochist. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it, it, you know, and what we saw come out of that and how Trump centric it was, uh, you know, and, and there was there were a few little one off things too. you know, Ted Cruz was like, vote your conscience, you know. And they were like, fuck you. Um, so <laughs> pretty much. But uh, but this is basically going to be, you know, the the, the it's just going to be Trump lackeys. And the, the press, if you see when you're watching CNN or MSNBC and they in and Trump is giving some kind of speech or something like that. And then he goes into what they refer to as a campaign style speech. They cut away from it because they're not going to give him the free coverage. So if they're going to say, oh, we, we're, we're going to close this to the press and just stream it, then they're gonna, the, the press is going to be like, okay, go ahead and do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, th- I'm sure they'll have some highlights from some ugly, stupid things that are said uh, that they'll run you know, on a 24-hour loop. But <laughs> Well, it shows how desperate the, uh, the GOP is because right now you, you see Trump I mean, there was the uh, talking about, oh, I'm going to, uh, you know, cancel elections or I'm going to, um, uh, can- uh, uh, he's interfering with the, the um, mail, mail-in mail voting. Yeah. Left, right, and center. He is changing the topics away from things like how bad the economy is. Mm-hmm. He keeps telling us how great it is, but, you know, the numbers don't lie. It's, uh, I mean, they are... <sighs> They are desperate to hold it together, just like when um, W was president in 2007. They were desperate to hold the economy together, and it fell apart in 2007. Mm-hmm. By 2008, what were the numbers that we were lo- we, we were losing 300,000, 150,000 jobs a month or something like that? I don't remember, uh, but it, it was, was bad. bad. It was bad. Yeah. It was really bad, you know. And then, of course, uh, McCain's like, "Oh, our economy's strong." And Obama's like, "What economy are you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> so, they're they are desperate to try and keep things together, and this COVID's not helping. No. Anyway, um, so one of the another good news thing that I enjoyed was, you know, Susan Collins is not doing well poll wise in her state of Maine. It's like. Uh, she, at one point in time, was one of the most popular politicians in the country. You know, yeah. because she's so troubled by things. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> disturbed to hear. She's, she really came across as someone that was, you know, centrist and like, oh, I really need to put thought to it. Well, that wagon has pretty much lost. That wheel's fallen off that wagon. And uh, Trump apparently had an interview where he <laughs> pretty much says, yeah, you know, Susan Collins says this, but she voted this. Da, 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 da. It's an entire interview where Trump literally throws Susan Collins under the steamboat. I want to get a, I want to get a, you know, a foghorn for a ship, Kenny. <laughs> oh, you know, so when I say thrown under a steamboat, I want to hear that ball sound just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, that can wait. Um, but but Trump I, totally throws her I, under. I got I got this. What's the big RC? What's the big idea? That's a fun foghorn. That, that is foghorn. <laughs> yeah. So here he, she, you know, she had to just get that twitch in her eye when she heard Trump talking. Pretty much how she does everything he likes. Even though she might say a little, she says one thing, but she backs me up 100% of the time. Yeah, he he completely exposed her for the fraud she is. Uh, and, and the audio clip of it is awesome. Someone's mocking Trump as he's talking. It's on YouTube. I don't have mm. the name of it, but we talked about it earlier. I, I, this oh, weekend, yeah. Right? Yeah, I forgot about that. That was that was pretty funny. I apologize. So uh, yeah, no, It's all cool. So... Um, let me throw in one. Where's this other Here, one? I, I got this. <laughs> it's kind of long. There it is. No, that, yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's that interview. Got a, that I got interview. a sound for every occasion. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I do have another one I wanted to bring up. Where was it? Well, it, oh, it, while you're looking for that, let me, let me just mention something. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but let me just mention something real quick. Uh, something else that falls in the good news category is the unprecedented ad buys by Biden and the quality of the ads that are coming out. Um, if nobody's seen his backbone ad or his diversity ad that he has right now, whew, powerful stuff. Very powerful stuff. And then all you have is, you know, uh, the, 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 the Trump ads that are like, you know, everything's on fire in Biden's world, although I'm showing you pictures of what's going on in Trump world, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah. So and some of the audio qualities on Trump's ads sound like they were made by second graders. Oh, <laughs> he's, some of the audio uh, quality on some of those ads is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But Jared probably got some new software. So, <laughs> so this next segment about the NRA um, that I want to bring up, there's a good news aspect to it, but a bit of a bad news aspect. And I'm saying bad news with air quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, gun control in this country, you know, has pretty much been a farce <clears throat> with the uh, loop really has. Yeah. Totally and the NRA being the number one lobbyist for the gun manufacturers is a major, if not the highest contributing factor to that mm-hmm. because they can always go to a, a certain number of their politicians that they have in their pocket that they could, that they contribute to uh, routinely and, uh, and rely on those politicians to filibuster or make sure that certain languages aren't put into bills. Yeah. Now the New York attorney general, Letitia James, and I hope, or Letitia, I, I, I'm butchered her name, I'm certain. Yeah, Letitia, Letitia, Letitia. Uh, she is uh, filing to shut down the NRA, and if I'm not mistaken, there are four individuals that are being charged with um, fiduciary misdeeds with the NRA's money, because the NRA, being a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was a nonprofit. That's interesting. Well, that's that's oh. normal for these type of organizations. That's why um, if they have a website that's .org, that's organization versus yeah. .com, that's commercial. .gov is government. There's yeah. Sure. 
so it's good that people are being held accountable for crimes that they've committed. Now, here's where I'm making this. I, I want to point out a slight bit of the bad news portion of this. And bad news, air quotes. It's not technically bad, but I'm going to. This is where my sarcasm kicks in. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Buckle up, kids. So I haven't done this yet because it hasn't been brought up at work. But surprisingly not, you know, those of us that go out to work with people often have Republicans as co-workers. And uh, I <laughs> And you can, I, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm waiting for the moment when it gets brought up about, you know, gun control in the NRA or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Now, this will be the opportunity for me to say, oh, that, that Attorney General of New York, she is just terrible. Can you, uh, horrible. You know, and the way, she, what she's doing to the NRA, oh, I hate it. You know, and now this will, of course, raise, raise some eyebrows around where I work because I'm already known to be quite the liberal. Yeah. So. <laughs> Here's here's the sarcasm part of why I'm make, uh, making this sound like to be a horrible thing. It's because now this is where I twist it and go, here, here these Republicans are shoveling their money into the NRA, and that money is just going off to pay for camping trips and houses and Private watches. Jets. And, and what? Private jet rides. Private jets and rides and stuff like that. And, and, now, and now these people are being held accountable for fleecing, you know, Republican gun owners. What? This woman is horrible. Why is she doing this? Doesn't she understand that we want this money to go into that black hole and disappear forever? You know, and that and that, of course. Of <laughs> so that's me attacking, and again, air quotes, a uh, someone holding the uh, the right wing accountable for the crap that they do. <laughs> mm -hmm. So feel free to steal, take it, use it. <laughs> anyway, I, I I had to. Oh. Is it true that DeWine, uh, DeWine's positive for COVID was a false positive? It was. It was. So much for those fast tests that Trump's been taking all the time. Mm -hmm. Quality stuff. Yeah. The, the, the reaction between those two events, like you're just watching in real time on social media of all the cracker asshole shitheads I have on my list, where immediately DeWine tests positive. Well, I guess those masks don't work. And then... They, like, the turnaround, well, all of a sudden, well, he tested negative on the second test. The first one was like an antigen test and blah, blah, blah. Nobody's paying attention. Now they go straight back. Well, why are we even testing people? You're like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, God. God. Uh-huh. Think, think of all the pregnancies <laughs> we wouldn't have if women weren't tested. <laughs> sure. Condoms don't work. I just, I... <sighs> So those are my positive segments. I mean, feel free to comment or, you know, I mean, we have a little extra time, but those those are what I came up with this week and that made me smile. Yeah, no, that, no that's that's quality stuff. Um, uh, Susan, How's did you want... How's NRA TV going? Are they still up and running? Oh, I think that folded last year, didn't it? Who? Uh, NRA TV. Oh. I think that, yeah. I think that went under last year. I'll have to... I just... I'll have to look. Oh, so one other thing that's nice about um, New York is there is nothing. I mean, you heard Trump talk about how the NRA should move to Texas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do that, NRA. I want, I want, I would love for the NRA to just, you know what? We're moving shop. We're going over here to Texas. All you people that kept sending us money and uh, we, we, you know, fleeced you. 
uh, go ahead. You send us more money. We're 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 desperate to try and protect your Second Amendment rights because they're coming for your guns. Yeah. Oh, here we go, everybody. I just looked up NRA TV. I need to cue up some music here. NRA TV was the was the <laughs> online channel of the National Rifle Association. It was established as an offshoot of NRA News in 2016 and ceased production in 2019. Just over a year ago, June 25th, 2019. Ah, uh, couldn't happen to a nicer group of radical assholes. So, so sad, so bad. You know what? Uh, TV show got canceled, and then Charlie Daniels died, and now this shit's happening. That Nugent, can't, Nugent can't play rib-offs anymore. <laughs> oh. Uh, so oh, the, uh, what is there to live for? Oh. So New York, I just want to get back to New York. New York is going after uh, uh, LaPierre. He's the head of it. And I don't know the names of the other three, but apparently they were also heavily involved in this. Now, the good news is this isn't stuff that Trump can pardon. These people are going to be hoisted. Yeah, it's state stuff. Yep. yep. It's state stuff. And so that... It, it, it shows you how scared Trump's going to be of for staying in power and office because you've heard him talk about um, or uh, not and that's, you know, yeah him talking about um, staying in office because the the, the all these mail-in ballots will take two, will take mm. years to count and uh, it, it's not going to be decided or there's uh, people talking about him making a crisis. Where oh I can't leave the there's a crisis I got to stay in power because you know we can't certify the election whatever blah 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 that's <laughs> that's it's over it's over I can't I mean I can I I understand what people are saying like don't get overconfident don't right I'm I'm we've already you know we're gonna vote but I just want to throw the positive out there positive aspect out there that this. This country has people in place that are st- that still have taken oaths to the Constitution and not to the President of the United mm-hmm. States. Oh, yeah. And January 20th comes rolling around. There's going to be enough of these people in the right positions where those oaths are going to end. Trump is out. And just think of it this way. I think the number is seven or nine of the people that were connected highly with Trump and his campaign have been convicted or Aaron being in the process of being convicted of felonies. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I know I think the record is held by Hoover. Yeah, but this by, is, by for the most corrupt administration, the number of people that were yeah, charged or convicted. This is, this or, is beautiful. But uh it's some shot at Freud. <laughs> <laughs> it does no, make think. me smile. That is yeah. true. That, that 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 is very true. I think I can uh, so, accommodate the, the schadenfreude aspect. schadenfreude. People taking pleasure in your pain. And so much, so much pleasure. Yes. So, so yeah, no, pain. this this election is going to be a real, uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be, this, this have, election is going to be a bellwether for democracy. It's, I, I, I think it's going to be another blue tsunami. Um. A blue wave. The uh, what happened in uh, 2018? That was an off year, and it was damn good for us. And it's yeah. just going to get. I mean, the poll. The poll. I mean, yeah, I know. Don't believe the polls, but the what it's showing. Because even Ted Cruz, 
who won by, you know, what, a mere 3%? And in Texas, that's an embarrassment. To a real lefty, like, you know what I mean? The way they describe Biden and, and Obama as these, like, crazy lefties, they're not, really. No, they're not. But that fucking guy really was, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he all, almost fucking won. <laughs> he almost, yeah, I know. When uh, so the, the And the polls weren't that far off. I mean, that might just be how shitty Ted Cruz is. I don't know that that means that like (laughs) O'Rourke was that great of candidate. It just, but yeah, I I get that. But Trump, Trump has his solid base. That's true. But that's all he's got. He's not expanding his tent to include like, hey, let's include you too. No, he's doubling down just on the people that he has and hoping that getting them to turn out more. Oh, turnout. He's filling his Uh, his tent with body bags. <laughs> That's true. Oh man, how Fox News is panicking because they're so. Who was it that talked about? Was it was it uh, Hal talking about how you see um, the commercials for like MSNBC and CNN and all that are for for trips to places that where there are young people frolicking frolicking around on the beach and the and the mm-hmm. advertisements on on Fox is for catheters. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Smooth catheters. <laughs> yes. Pre lubricated, you know, because, you know, you don't want to trigger that gag reflex. Yeah. Yes. Why are they trying to shove this agenda in my pee hole? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, oh, that, that, I, I, I'm inspired to write another Mad Lib. What? Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, 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 Michelle or Susan, did you want to jump in on anything before we go to the break? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying my um, best friend of ever is involved in the local anti-gun legislation. Well, yeah, mom's. Um, against- I was trying to find the name of it. It's like it's like mom's it's not against mothers gun. against guns or gun violence or it's like mothers against gun violence or something like that so i i forget yeah. i was trying to find the guns. name of it while you guys were talking so, about guns and well. mothers against guns always maga no oh, it might be it might be no it's not it's not <laughs> I was, yeah. I was all right you can find that when you went uh, on the break and uh tell everybody what it is but we do have to go to the break and when we come back we're gonna Learn about a little something called Cottagecore. It's a new hardcore music sensation sweeping the (laughs) land. Cottagecore. Uh, No, I kid. All right, we're going to go to the break. When we come back, uh, lots more. Geeky Gals and Guys. Fascinating, but quite impossible. Now, on with the show. Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own safety, please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Set your phasers to stun, your sonic screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is Geeky Gals and Guys. 
with Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I totally screwed up when I was going to play that. <laughs> Definitely not William Shatner. <laughs> that is all scary. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. This is scary shit, guys. All right. Welcome back. We Bring are... The old rugged cross. The <laughs> one day for my mom. <laughs> welcome back. We are the 3G5. This is Ken. Uh, we've got Curtis on the line. hey Hey-o. And Michelle. That's me. And Miles. Yep, yep. And, oh, wait, who is this we have here? Is it, could it be? The prettiest girl in Cleveland. It is. It's That's the Suze. So, um, yeah, so, so Suze, there is a new phenomena sweeping the land in uh, the ye old days of COVID. <laughs> and maybe just TikTok. Maybe just TikTok and, and Pinterest. I don't know about Maybe. the land. Yo, let's not. Don't get me started on TikTok. TikTok, unless it's what's your name? <laughs> That's the best. Have you guys what seen that? What is your name? <laughs> I Tony. Have not. What are we? What is this reference to? There's a TikTok video out there that's hilarious about it. It's a dog yelling at a deer. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so uh, it's Tony. Is posted on the next break or wait, something? Wait, we will. We will. We will. But anyway, so Susan, you wanted to talk about something called Cottagecore. Uh, this is all about a, a, an obsession with cottage cheese and hardcore music. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? Well, it's, um, a, it's a new advanced so- form of sploshing. Um, oh, so. no. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. um, yeah, I put a Cottagecore uh, starter kit in the um, chat, chat room, a link for it. Hopefully you guys can see that. Um, and cottagecore is is an aesthetic, mo- not a movement. Not a, not like when we were kids where people were like, look, if you're going to be goth, you have to do this and you have to do that. There were rules. Remember that? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, it's an aesthetic about how you dress or how you decorate or what you enjoy. And it's kind of um, uh, romanticism. It's like um, romanticism was rebelling against the industrial, uh, the industrial things that were happening at the turn of the century. Yeah. You know, so I posted the link in the Radio for Humans chat for everybody because you put it in our roundtable discussion group. So, oh, um, see, I always do okay. that. Oh, you did it yeah. again. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Just go ahead and hop over to the, click on the Radio for Humans when you get a chance, and you can chat there. Okay. But okay. continue. Yeah, I'm in the wrong place. Of course. Of course I am. Um, but it's a romanticized version of Western farm life. Simple style, lifestyle in harmony with nature, environment, sustainability, and um, nutrition and self-care, regardless of gender or sexual orientation. So, so it's it's, it's kind, it's of, kind people, of an interesting thing. It's it's kind of people getting back to doing things for themselves instead of relying on 
goods and services and businesses and corporations and things. Right? Am I getting that right? It's like, you know. It's kind of on the in line with DIY and getting off the grid, but it doesn't have to be. It's just kind of a fun thing. But, you know, gardening and foraging are are in line with its. Yeah. Yeah. Gardening, um, foraging, and it seems like a lot of, like, you know, cooking from scratch and things like that, too. But it's it's big on um, you know a way to dress. It's also called Grandma Core. <laughs> so it is. It's funny. Yeah, it was making it, and, and it's, it's more than just young people looking like old people. Though. I'm gonna get some moons. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I, I made my own barbecue sauce last week. Where's my quilted jacket? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I've been making a lot more bread lately and, and baked right. goods. So yeah. baking is a big part of it. You know, baking cool. and, and gardening and foraging. Rebelling against technology because we're a little addicted, you know. Um read a book outside. What? Um unless you live read, in Florida. <laughs> unless you live in Florida. <laughs> might want some sunscreen regardless. Yes. Um Simpler living, and um, it has to do with escapism. You know, like uh, it's just escapism. Escapism within your environment. Yeah, yeah, within so. your environment, and, and reconnecting with nature and I, little animals, little I, cute animals. I I, ha- I have a, a confession to make. I am not reconnecting very well with nature. I was trying to weed out my chives. This afternoon, and the fire ants attacked me, so I'm kind of pissed oh. at nature at the moment. <laughs> I actually yeah, have I have audio tried, of though. that too. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't really. I I too um, tried to connect at dusk with um, nature, and I went out and tried to weed, and just got there's just so many weeds. Oh, so yeah. it, it it can be very overwhelming. It's it's good to, you know, lay down the device, get away from the device, maybe make yourself some tea. Especially when you're in Florida and your state flower is crabgrass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you guys don't get grass, though, do you? We have some grass, but it's all yeah. transplanted sod stuff. Most yeah. of the yeah. wild stuff is crabgrass and, you know, seed grass. And we have something called Florida snow. Which is like this invasive little weed that pops up these white flowers. Yeah, and they just cover your yard. It looks like it snowed overnight. I like that. Yeah, but it's it's not. Yeah, we get, we get, we get a cottonwood in this area. Do you guys get like dandelions get in Florida? I'm sure not in our area, but really, I, I, wow. No dandelions. Nope. Apparently, they're just filled with vitamins and minerals, but they're, they're yeah. yummy. You can make a wine out of them. Dandelion I, yep. I, I fear my that. mom. My mom made dandelion wine back in the seventies. You know, she was she was still going full on hippie. Mom is like the full bone hippie. Like, yeah, you guys went out foraging for for like mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. When Ken was the kid. They would forage for mushrooms, and he would be like, "What about this one?" And they'd be like, "LB, what LBM, did they say? LBM, LBM." I was like, hey, I found a mushroom. What is it? And they're like, LBM, throw it down. 
I found one. What is it? LBM, little brown mushroom. That's all it means. It's un- unidentifiable and probably poisonous. Not so, edible. Not edible. Yeah. Just don't eat the ones you find on the cow poo. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> no, not. Um, but if I, I, think I have that's one. why you giggle when you eat them. That's when uh, Bill Hicks said. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have a test. Does everyone want to take the test to see how cottage core you are? Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Are you going to ask all us right. questions? Uh, should we keep score keep on our all own? Your track. Can't keep track of you all, so. Well, you... so we'll just do hash marks for each question we answer in the positive. Exactly. Will that be correct? Exactly. Okay. That's right. So. Okay. Everybody got a pen? Everybody got a pen or a means to keep track? Yep. I am ready to believe you. Okay. So, you sew. Either hand sewing or machine sewing. All right. Do do you sew? Do I sew? Yeah. You sew. You know how to sew? Can you machine or hand sew? If you had something that needed to be no. Oh, if I had to. Darned. Darned. Okay. If you had to, but you don't. But could you? Yes, I could. Well, just make a hash mark. All right. Continue. No, What's the next question? Embroidery. Do you do embroidery? I don't think Miles does. Uh, do you do knitting or crochet? I do. Or is it? Or is it could you in a pinch? Right. Could you? Could you? Yeah. Could All right. you? All right. Next up. You have any antique furniture? Okay. What's next? You have any feminine clothing? I'm wearing a girl shirt right now. That's mm. awesome. <laughs> uh, you have any baskets? All right. Do you have any dried flowers that you have made? Do you know how to dry flowers? Is it do you know how or do you have some? You know how to dry flowers. Okay. Um, do you have any candles? Okay. You have you have plants or do you do gardening? Alright. You read. I read I read, read more it. than anybody ever. I read so much. <laughs> I woke up today. To Funny oh. thing is, I actually write more than I read. <laughs> that counts because you have to read the it when you write. Next question is, do you journal or write letters? Okay. Do you bake? Or do I get one hash mark? For that question, yeah, just one. Journaling or letter or writing Either letters or. to people. Ah, there's a lot of cats in baskets. That shit's a. Do you bake? Is the next one. You bake. Do you bake? All right. Do you cook? I think we know the answer to that one for me. Oh, jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> Do you play the ukulele? Mm. I could play it far, far. I can play far, far away. You express gratitude. 
Uh, yeah, I have a soul. So, what's <laughs> what's next? Okay. So if you got one to three points, where's the cottage? Where's the cottage? That's what. That's, that's what. That's your. That's where you are. Where okay. is it? You're you're not very cottagey. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you got um, four to six points, of some baskets. Okay. Seven to ten points, kind of cottagey. Okay. And plus eleven points, cottage to the core. I got thirteen. Cottage to the core. I've got fourteen. I got thirteen. You got fourteen. Your grandma core. Oh boy. No, I got thirteen because I I have crocheted in the past, not necessarily well, but I could pick it up again probably if I had a desire, but I don't. I don't think you turn to it in levels, times of stress. No. I turn to my knitting in time of stress. Like, I'm gonna calm down. (laughs) What were you? What were you saying, Curtis? Can catch that, Ken? What'd you say? What were you saying, Curtis? Uh, I was saying that uh, I, I got a seven. <laughs> a seven. Oh, okay. oh man, you the man. Kind of cottagey. Kind of cottagey. Yeah. Caitlin, Chris got ten. It's nice. How many did you get, Miles? Well, the only reason I got to three is because I write erotica. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Try. Trying to shove your agenda down my booger hole, Miles. <laughs> well, that's that's more inventive. So, Von Hammer only yes. got three. Oh no! Anyway. Shame! Non-cottage people unite! Yeah, don't cotton shame. Well, like I said, this is kind of a cross cross hatch of a lot of DIY, and I I love me some DIY and have quite some time. I'm a crafty person that likes to be able to do things for myself, you know? That's my my thing, like. Yeah. Uh, and I'd weave uh, one of those baskets if I had to. What? Yeah, you could weave? Yeah, I, I, I know how to weave a basket, yes. Yeah, you know, I, I got to learn because I have the... the have the wisteria vines out front. I've made some um, grapevines out of them. Yeah, we have grapevines too, but I, I like the wisteria vines are so bendy, you know? Yeah, yeah. grapevines aren't as bendy and long. I, I just shared a picture of our smallest basket. Yes, that is a That's penny. Adorable. Yes. <laughs> some basket. one smaller than that. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. but, so so this is a but this is a this is kind of a big uh, big trend right now. At least you're seeing a lot of people on Pinterest uh, getting well, into it's, this. It's Pinterest and TikTok and all those things where well, just social media in general. I'm sure you could find people, it on any. It's in, in kind of like there's also dark academia, which is like your Harry Potter fans that. Are kind of magicy and dark, and like to read books and stuff. This is like the feminine version of that. Oh. It's close to goblin core. Goblin core is like more embracing of tiny woodland animals 
and um, okay. stuff like that. Goblin. It's also yeah. Yes, questions yeah. like, you know, do you enjoy military history? You know, Shane and I would own that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Military history? You know a lot about military history? <laughs> he does. Yes. They both do. <laughs> All right. Good. Susan, I automatically assumed that cottage core was a uh, type of music. So uh, in, yeah. in preparing for this week, I, I just Googled cottage core music, which is a whole genre unto itself. Yeah, it is. I, I guess I didn't really look into that because I, I learned some I fascinating things that made me giggle for sure. Uh, yeah. You is, probably researched it more than me. So go ahead and tell me what's up. <laughs> well, I mean, it, if it pertains to music, I tend to just keep on scratching that itch when you find something good. And this turned up some real gold. Um, there's a song called Snow Hen of Austerlitz, and it's a, a banjo song. And it's the story of a little girl whose mother was blind and accidentally raised her as a bird. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> What's the term oh. called when you feed a baby bird? Oh, my God. Wait, what? That's a there's a regurgitation. Yeah. When the, when the mother, when the parents. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's no, called, oh, wow. no, there's a term for it. Regurgitation? Baby birding? No, 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 no. Baby birding, I think it's called. Is it called baby birding? Yeah. because yeah, or... I always take my food out of my mouth after I, like, take the seasoning yeah. off it and give it to the cat. And he's like, why are you baby birding the cat? Well, uh, uh, or it's called Al Alicia, Alicia Silverstoning. It's also Alicia Silverstoning. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> horrifying. She used to feed her kid that way. I know. Well, that's I know. Gross hurt. And it, it, he's an animal, you know? I mean, it's an animal. Mm -hmm. I don't those, think that's bad to those feed a cat. Like. Stars. Uh, people are animals. <laughs> I wouldn't feed a child like that. <laughs> I wouldn't either, just because I don't want anybody feeding me spit. Well, yeah. I, I, don't mind. I don't get a chance to clean off my steak when Loki steals it. He just goes right to the plate, grabs his paw, grabs Flashes that with his ball, grabs a piece, and chows down. <laughs> oh, well, see, I couldn't, I couldn't tolerate that. One time, <laughs> when, when Tim was real young, when Tim Tim was real young, I had a little smoky that had um, oh, some. So it, it was like a spicy one, and he was like, "Give me some, give me some, give me something." Like, dude, it's really spicy. You don't want it. And he was like freaking out. I was like, "All right, I give you a tiny piece." I gave him a little piece, and then a few minutes later, he just looked at me and went. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, <laughs> Mamma mia. Uh, uh, you could tell it hurt his little tummy. He was like, uh, Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, Miles, Miles heard me yelling at Loki today when he went after my food. I oh. <laughs> hear me around the house. I'm like, Loki, you stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that when they do that. They'll, they'll, oh. Well, Tennessee's yeah. new thing is he'll jump up while I while I'm taking the food dish to him. He'll like jump up and try and pull it out of my hand, and I'm like, dude, one of these days you're gonna get wet food like all over the floor. Yes. So, um, but the yeah, animals are beasts. They're they beasts. Are. They are. So horrible. But no, I, I I can appreciate the the cottage core uh, movement. Uh, you know, well, uh, that's I mean, the thing. Like, I kind of feel like that's why when I was we were looking for a house i was looking for something that i could have a little garden yeah and i could 
bring the indoors, the outdoors inside. That we actually a big thing was somewhere to barbecue. You know, we were in our old apartment. We were barbecuing in barbecuing in the driveway. You know, oh yeah, next yeah, to yeah. people's cars, the garbage, and we just needed a little more. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of the houses north of us mm-hmm. are just like this postage stamp style on you know yard and, and yeah. we, we needed a little bit but well yeah and we, we so be a little closer to the earth and you know yeah our like our, the, our our lawn is is roughly uh, i think it's over 200 feet deep so that's yeah. pretty significant for a, a city lot and i think it's about 50 yeah. feet wide um so you didn't want tons of room like in the suburb where you have no. to like spend all day but yeah, people have seen oh, pictures of our back. Yeah, people have seen our backyard. We kind of let a lot of naturalizing occur back there. Curtis has, I love Curtis's little uh, patch of uh, woods yeah. behind his house. That's really nice. So, Ah, back to nature. Okay, back in my jam room where there's beer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no, I, I can I can dig that because you know I grew up on a I grew up on a farm uh, and spent a lot you know and where I lived was rural Ohio and we used to trounce around catch crawdads under the bridge, uh, you know do do all kinds of things you know catch frogs crawdads. you know, you know um, yeah because that's what I said uh, yep. I want to smoke these crawdads at first and need a little pop um, so Beverly Hillbillies yep. reference. Uh, but anyway, um, well, I'll tell you what, Susan, unless you have anything else, I think we should go to break a little bit early because five of us reviewing yeah, a movie is going to take some time. So, uh, so I think that's what we should do right now. Get ready to come back and give our group review from our viewing party of 1975's Devil's Reign, starring Ernest Borgnine. James T. Kirk himself, William Shatner, and a cast of of a few others. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Tom Skerritt, Tom Skerritt, and oh god, Green Acres man himself, uh, Eddie Albert was in this too. Oh my gosh, so much, so much quality stuff from this film. Uh, it, it was wildly entertaining, I gotta say, and I didn't even, I forgot you guys told me that. Um, Travolta was in it too. I missed him. Blink so, and you'll miss it. Yeah, he couldn't blink. He didn't have any eyeballs. I don't trust <laughs> men who smile too much. Oh, where's my eyes? Don't miss Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern only on Radio for Humans. RadioForHumans.com.
Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Radio for Humans. Has anybody told you how good-looking you are lately? Well, they should. Oh, my good gracious me, look at that. Radioforhumans.com There have been films about earthquakes, airplane disasters, and blazing infernos. But there has never been anything like The Devil's Reign. The Devil's Reign. The 300 year search for the power to damn mankind is over. And the towering terror of the devil on earth is now unleashed. Hundreds of souls held captive in an eternity of hell. Seize him! Possessed by the devil. You, my son, have defiled all that is holy. Mother, my God, my God! They become his worshippers and his demons. Rain, starring Academy Award winner Ernest Borgnine, Eddie Albert, William Shatner, Keenan Wynn, and Ida Lupino as Mrs. Preston, and with the special participation of Anton LaVey, High Priest of the Church of Satan. The Devil's Reign. Conceived by the producer of A Man Called Horse. Created by the masters of magic of Planet of the Apes. Together, they bring you a melting hell on Earth. And absolutely the most incredible, unforgettable ending of any motion picture ever. Heaven help us all when the devils reign. Original con, Corvus. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, there you have the trailer from 1975's Devil's Reign. Again, it was super fun. Again, getting out of our comfort zone. Or not, you know, it was it was still my comfort zone. But watching a movie together and experiencing it at the same time. And having some chuckles along the way. That was a lot of fun. So, but yeah, 1975's Devil's Reign. We all watched it a couple days ago. And uh, thank you for facilitating that, Michelle. 
Welcome back. And Thank Miles. You. Miles, of course. Hello. Uh, Curtis. How about those visual effects, my friend? Oh, he's still muted. I don't know if he's back yet or not. Still muted. So, uh, but Susan, you're lovely, lovely visual yeah. effects. Yeah, you love those. I'm so sorry. Disturbing. I was, I was okay. muted. Does the yeah. flesh flowed off the faces of the actors? Yeah, it was like it was somewhat disturbing. Lots of pistachio pudding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and orange sherbet. Yeah, butterscotch oh, too. Sherbert. So, uh, but. But yeah, okay. So, so the the setup for this movie is uh, it, 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 it's a dark and stormy night, and <laughs> um, William Shatner returns home to see his mother, and they're anticipating the return of his father. And then there's this weird guy that's unexplained who lives with them. This old like you know, uh, you know, hippie guy. You know, looks like Burl Ives who let himself go. Um, Sometimes you, you got a hippie guy living with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and there's that whole, uh, oh, I you know, do. almost knocked over the pot of coffee in the beginning and everything. It was terrible. Uh, but, yeah, so so basically it turns out, you know, the, 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 the dad shows back up and it's a grisly affair. And he's been, uh, you know, killed by a man named Corvus. Corvus! Mm. God damn you! Um... And Corvus is played by Ernest Borgnine. We don't find that out right away, but so basically, um, uh, uh, William Shatner is the oldest son of uh, you know the family, um, and uh, in, in the father comes back and he's all gloopy and gloppy. His eyes are torn out and uh, he melts into like a puddle of you know multicolored pudding. Uh, and, and he tells the family, oh, it's Corbus, Corbus did this. And apparently there's, it's a, it, the, the plot of this movie is, is th- pretty threadbare. You know, you, you kind of have to really go all in. It, it's, it's kind of like Zardoz in a way. It's like, it, it, it makes sense to a certain degree, but then it, it doesn't really go as crazy as Zardoz does, you know, I mean, because that was a kind of a drug fueled nightmare in parts. Um, mm-hmm. This one, it just seemed like it was a vehicle for some really cool special effects, and the you know the the burgeoning uh, cult film industry, you know. For and when I say cult, I don't mean like oh you know John Waters, it's a cult classic. No, it's like a cult <laughs> film industry. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's like a Satan pl- Satan exploitation, um, and. And so, you know, uh, so the father comes back, he dies, and then Shatner's like, okay, well, here you have to take this book and give it to Corbus, you know, some kind of... I don't even think we really got into what the book was. Did it? Did it really? Yes, even, it did. Did yes. it? Okay. So, I guess, man, I was I was talking a lot, so... Uh, but, you know, so so he, he, he goes to leave to get this Corbus guy, and then all of a sudden there's screaming coming from in the house. He's in, you know, gets on a truck, and then he looks, and there's a voodoo doll on the on the steering wheel. And he goes back in, and the old hippie guy that lives with him is hanging upside down like the hanged man. Uh, and he cuts him down, and he's looking for his mother, and his mother's gone. Uh, and and then the fun ensues. Whoop, whoop. So I, I think I kind of put it in a nutshell there for everybody. Yes. And um, uh, but yeah, so so he ends up going to this ghost town 
They, you know, because uh, the the father says Cor- Corbus is in the desert. Michelle, isn't this your segment or? No, this no, is we're this is everybody's this. segment. We're just kind of setting. We all up. watch the movie. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, they go and confront Corbus. Uh, well, he does. I'm sorry. William Shatner's character confronts Corbus in in this ghost town, where there is this kind of out of place church, and then they um, basically strike up a bargain. They're going to pit their faiths against one another. Right, and uh, but the book, Michelle, it, tell tell me, I, I miss it. What what exactly was the book? Okay, the book was the the Satanic Cults uh, book of uh, kind of like a book of shadows, but a, more like a a book of their members. Each member mm. signed the book in their own blood, so oh. it was an accounting of them selling their their contracts. I Satan. see, I see. So, uh, it, it, if you guys would like, so basically, uh, he the, the bargain made is uh, William Shatner's character, and I'm sorry, I forget his name, uh, says he will give uh, Ernest Borgnine's character Corbus the book, and if 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 uh, if they pit their faiths against one another, and and if if Shatner wins. He gets his parents back and gets to leave, and Corbus can have the book or 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 something along those lines. Or if if uh, 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 Corbus wins, he gets to keep the book and Shatner, and of course he doesn't get his parents back. Um. So, oh, what's that? Was that a motorcycle? Yes. Great. Uh, it's Sorry, uh, yeah. So special uh, appearance by Streethawk. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, if you would like, I have a little bit of the dueling faiths here, and then we can get a little bit more into the the storyline. So, okay. you guys are, are, so here we go. The name of Satan, ruler of the earth, king of the world. I command the forces of darkness to bestow their infernal power upon Lord them. Heaven. Come Lord forth from the abyss. Open wide the gates of hell. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Greet me. Preserve my soul from the dark angels that you have cast from fire. Give us this day our daily by bread. All the gods of the pit. I command and us our those things which I desire. As we forgive those that trespass against us. You have bestowed upon us a vessel for the sacred rite of the holy water. For this, we thank thee and summon the soul. Be my shield against the terrors of hell. Martin Fife, in nomine Satanas. Martin Fife, in nomine Satanas. Martin Fife. In the name of God, I am Mark Preston. In the name of Satan, Martin Fife, come into this vessel. In the name of God, I am Mark Preston. Mark Preston, that's it. Deliver me from evil. Evil? There is no evil here. Oh, yeah, there's so much. Only purity. See thy mother? 
my son. We have made a place for you here. And you will know the peace of mind that I have found. Come. Give me strength. A divine peace can be yours. Join us. No. Get away. Let me go. Whose belief is greater now? Go! Seize him! Let the pudding flow. <laughs> Is that your faith? Hell yeah! God's grits, grunts, and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so uh, he tries to shoot his way out. It really doesn't go so well for him. And but but I say I gotta say uh, the uh, the cult has quite the optical plan because uh, everybody gets their eyes ripped out. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, now now the one thing I am curious about is. It, it strikes me that a lot of modern Satanists probably they probably think the movie's fine and it's a good bit of camp and everything and it's ridiculous. But isn't that it, 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 it's kind of harmful? It strikes me that Anton Lavey would be involved in something that, that's such exploitation about Satanism when it really. You know, it, it it's it was just a bunch of supernatural gobbledygook for the most part. It's nothing that that actually takes place in satanic rituals. You know, I mean, outside of a little bit I of sex an magic, a expert. But I will tell you, he he knew what he was doing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He never thought of it as a legitimate practice. Uh, he was a charlatan, and and he made no bones about it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and he, he even included in his satanic Bible to like, you want to be a member? Send me a hundred dollars. And it fucking, he, <laughs> raked, he raked in the dough with people sending him a hundred dollars so he could send back a Vista print fucking uh, business card here. Yeah. You remember whatever, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, and he would, he, he thought that he was creating kind of a collective of people who thought of themselves as the other. And, uh, he thought everybody would get to do their own thing. And then uh, as people started really genuinely buying into it, he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll come meet you. You know, so he would fly and he thought they got it. Like they were in on a joke. And he's like, I would show up at the airport and fucking Peora or whatever. And these no, assholes would show up in their no. lodge gear and all their cloaks. He's like, oh, shit. No, that's not. Oh, damn it. You know. So that's why he was more or less more reclusive about it and less likely to speak mm -hmm. about it in those terms. I, I I think he enjoyed those films like that that did show it to be spooky and scary and you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but what do you what do you think about that, Michelle? Do you, do you, do you think that uh, uh, maybe some modern Satanist might look at that and be like, oh, dude, what were you thinking? You know, trying to scare the pants out of people. You know. Showman. I see him as a satanic version of P.T. Barnum. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know? exactly. Um, he was there to show off, you know, his brand. And that's mm -hmm. why he agreed to be a consultant on the movie, and that's why he had the cameos in it and and all. Because he was in, you know, he, he got his face on, on film. 
and he got his words on film. And I'm pretty sure he probably had a lot of input into the set design as well because there was some beautiful uh, geometric yeah. set design in there. You know, there really was. It, that that was the one thing that struck me uh, outside of. I mean, the and the I mean the cast. It, you know, a lot of those folks in the '70s. You know, Borgnine and Shatner. They would kind of do whatever they could for a buck, you know, uh, you know, but still, I mean, that's another thing that I'm thinking about. And anybody who wants to jump in on this is like, what was the appeal to the, like Eddie Albert and William Shatner and Ernest Borgnine to tackle this kind of subject material where it was just like overtly gratuitously exploitive Satanism stuff. I, I'm going to say it was just it, that it was fun. Like, you can see Ernest Borgnine having a blast with this, and he's really good. Like, that yeah. monologue he delivers before he's burned to death is incredible. Like, yeah, I should have gotten that one. Presence that. is just, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, I, I, I saw this movie a long time ago, and then in rewatching it with you guys, I'm like, this is a lot better than I remember it now upon my second watch. Like, it, it, there, mm-hmm. there's some parts in there that are truly amazing. Yeah, I mean, my my only critique of it is, and Miles, I don't know if you're there with me on this. The the story again, I felt the story was a little threadbare. That you, it's like, okay, what are the connections with these people? And you get it in some exposition later, albeit some very forced exposition with the whole like ESP mumbo jumbo stuff. Um, but it, it it struck me that that you know you really kind of had to reach to find out what was going on in the film. I understand the necessity of having some holes that to, to create an air of mystery, mm-hmm. you know, because if you just lay everything out at the start, you kind of, you are going to lose the audience. Whereas you got to kind of hook them into the story. Yeah. Uh, I think it did a good is, job of that. Yeah. Well, um, yes, if for someone for a time a movie of its time, I can see that. Uh, I've never seen the movie, and uh, I had trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I I chime in with an occasional you know riff or whatever, but it, yeah, I, it was. <laughs> I mean, I've been spoiled with the movie movies that are coming out modern day. You know, oh yeah, effects and yeah. the stories are. I mean, there's bad movies made today. I mean, I'll I'll say I'll say this: I'd rather watch Devil's Reign than Sharknado. <laughs> oh, that's a real easy choice. Yeah. Hand down, I'll be like, "Here's your choice: pony up Devil's Reign, bring it." I'll watch so, that again. So now, Susan, th- th- this definitely isn't your kind of fair, although I have made you watch quite a few occult movies. Quite a few. But I need to I need to throw something in here, you guys. Yeah. First of all, Sharknado is, is supposed to be, like, you know it's fake and want to be scared, but you're not scared. Yeah. But this movie is kind of the opposite because you guys don't understand what it was like in the 70s or what, what year did this come out 60s? 75 75 75 this was not an atheistic time this was not um a, a, a time of doubt this is a time of, of people that did not question their religion in a lot a lot a lot of cases 
And this was scary. They didn't have to have a good story because people were already scared of Satanism and losing their souls. All they had to do was kind of scare them a little more. I mean, people probably barfed in the theater well, in fear. I, I know that sounds weird, but it's probably true. You know, I think I figured out why all those actors did this movie in its... I think it's probably because of The Exorcist. Because The yeah, Exorcist yeah. was such a big hit and that came out Exorcist. a couple of years that came out a couple of years before and it's it's basically it's the story about, you know, uh basically, you know, evil demonic powers overpowering uh Christian faith. And you know what, real quick, I'm not going to get into this too mm. much, but I kind of watched this YouTube thing about story of the exorcist the actual story it was based on mm -hmm. um i think that she was italian um that girl died like, it wasn't a happy yeah. story no it was it seemed obvious that it was mental illness that they were dealing with yeah yeah and it was not treated correctly yeah. by these priests it was messed up well i want one the uh, one of the worst parts of the movie I actually have audio from, and it's that real janky setup that they have for like Eddie Albert, Eddie Albert's character and Tom Skerritt's character as being William Shatner's brother, and their the, uh, uh, Tom Skerritt's wife, who is undergoing some kind of like I mean, it, it's just it's such quick exposition about what her role is going to be in the film. And, uh, but, and it's not necessarily her role that I'm concerned about, but it's the, okay, we're doing this, you know, here it is. She's laying on a medical table and there's a whole bunch of students at some kind of unnamed university. And here's Eddie Albert and Tom Skerritt explaining it in really dumb terms and obvious yeah. and obvious, horribly acted overdubs of questions from the, the, uh, the gallery, <laughs> uh, and, and, and to me, I just heard this and I was like, oh, God, this is this is schlock movie stuff here. And Eddie Albert's just so confident delivering these like really cheesy lines about ESP. It's so funny. So here, here you go. Mrs. Preston, my associate's wife, mm -hmm. is consciously controlling the rate of her heartbeat. She's now in a state of deep meditation. Uh, Dr. Richards, you mean she's controlling her body through willpower alone? Our experiments oh, would indicate that there's nothing in the subconscious that cannot be raised to the conscious level. Uh -huh. Nothing, doctor? What about parapsychology, telepathy? Can that be controlled, too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I include that. Extrasensory perception. Dr. Preston, isn't there a danger that these experiments could interfere with normal brain activity? No, 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 no. We've uh, studied many cases like this one. There's no reason for concern at all. If there were, believe me, my wife would not be involved. No, no, no. No dangers. Only discoveries. Is there any proof of ESP control? Yes, Mrs. Preston here. We believe that we're on the verge of isolating the brainwave pattern that signifies ESP activity. Oh, God, wow. Gosh, that that yeah. is some serious fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see how many different ways I can say that ESP is definitely a thing that is real and will... Uh, yes, ESP, extrasensory perception. 
it sounded like their casting call for the the students was just putting people in a room, putting a piece of paper in front of them, saying, "Can you read this out loud?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they just didn't have a budget for to put a microphone up there or something. You never you never even saw the faces. It was just from it was like it was like MST3K. You just saw the the silhouettes of the of the students, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't consider it that bad, considering in the movie we've already established that Satanists have um, fruit flavored pudding for blood. Yeah, that's also true. Or, well, not just fruit flavored pudding, butterscotch too. Um, yeah. So, uh, but that's new. <laughs> but that's so so now that but so anyway so so then the fun ensues and then there's an emergency. Uh, um, it, 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 no phone call, no nothing. Tom Skerritt just snaps his wife out of her meditative ESP state, whatever, and says, my family's in trouble. And then all of a sudden they're in the desert, and then you've got that, I've got a white mustache, and I'm in every movie in the 70s guy. You know? <laughs> I forgot um, about him. I yeah. love him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hey, you know me. I, I wish I knew the actor's name off the top of my head. If somebody wants to look it up, they can. But, um... Win. Hold on a moment. Yeah, um, but Keenan but yeah, Keenan Win. Yeah, that guy was in every goddamn movie. I think. I think it was. It was. Uh, I think it was signed into the 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 Constitution that he had to be <laughs> in every movie in the seventies and eighties. He was just available. They were like, yeah. "Can you get that guy?" Yeah, we well, need a warm. Bar. I hope Go you like it. my mustache. I'm the sheriff. You see, um, animal. That's how much he was in. The he was in Manimal. Yes. Oh my God, I love Manimal. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so so now we get to the full. So so yeah, so it, it doesn't go so well for for William Shatner. Doesn't go so well. There there are some really great practical effects in this. Like they actually, there's like a a, a window to hell, and I forget what it, it's actually called. The Devil's Reign. The the big, uh, what was it? What'd you? Michelle, you made a joke about it, uh, the Fabergé yeah, egg. Yeah, the satanic Fabergé, Satan's yes. Fabergé egg. Satan's yeah. Fabergé egg, yes. So, uh, on loan from Dick Cheney. Um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they actually, this practical effect, they actually had like a television inside this big thing that was running feeds of like tortured souls that worked really well. You it was, promised to make me one. You promised. Uh, I mean, it looks cool. It's one. been three days. I want one too. Okay. <laughs> um, so, what's in, the turnaround in, time on a satanic Fabergé egg, Ken? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you ask that guy from MythBusters who builds shit in one day. Um, Adam Savage. Adam Savage. Yeah. One day builds. Well, uh, well, that's a relief because I wasn't going to. Oh. Um, Although I might possibly do a smaller scale because uh, I want to do Mego Customs of some of these characters in this. Um, because, hey, I already... 283 acting credits for Win. 283 acting credits. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. I've been in everything! Um, but anyway... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so then basically it gets down to it. What this was is it, I didn't realize this. Some of the people from the special effects team from planet of the apes had worked on this, but I totally can see it now. But so, so uh, in the end of this movie at the climax spoilers, of course, the, there are some gloopy, gloppy, nasty, um, uh, 
goop pumping mechanisms and inflatable heads that like look like they're melting and shrinking and flattening out because of the devil's reign. Um, and it is so... And why didn't the devil say, like, hey, you guys are my chosen people, but don't go out in the rain? <laughs> well, I don't know. How did they not know this? How did they not know? Well, they were in well the I think Corvus lied to him. Corvus! Yeah. God You're damn right. you! Uh, so, uh, but anyway, I, I, you know, let, let's give a, we got to go to the break, uh, but this overall, I love this movie, but I want everybody's, uh, uh, final thoughts on the, on the practical effects. So Michelle, we'll start with you. For what they did and for what was accomplished, the practical effects were not bad. They were, they were funky. They're your, your standard seventies practical effects, no blood, <laughs> Just yeah. yeah. The movie is rated PG. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Just weirdly colored bodily fluids. Um, however, and so one- much of it, it was on a huge scale. So they had so many different actors outfitted with those those goo pumps. The, the one practical effect I did have a problem with was the uh, the hunting shotgun. Was every oh. time <laughs> shot at once, there would be two bullet holes popping up out of his chest. Yeah, I think that you. Part. I think you said somebody got squib happy on that. So, yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, but any anything else on the practical effects, Michelle? The, the church blowing up and burning down was great too. That that was good. Like the car as well, car mm-hmm. blowing up was, yeah. was 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 rather interesting. Um, I do like how when she, you know, everybody was getting soaked with the rain, and then they have you know a scene with the the wife, and she's completely dry. That, that's always, nice. always PG. Ah, continuity, Eric. <laughs> continuity. Uh, keep it PG. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, Miles, what did, what did you think of the practical effects? Um, I, I'm in concurrence with you that I think, yeah, for the time it's good, but I think it was a bit overdone. I mean, it's just like the last part of the movie is like 15 minutes solid of that stuff. I love that, though. (laughs) For me, that's that's beautiful. I think Curtis is probably in the same camp as me. Is 15 minutes of that nonsense was just a romp. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly my take on this. Like, I had an absolute blast watching this again, and and watching it with you, you guys. Like, getting to hear your commentary and your jokes throughout it. Like, getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. There you go. I go as far to say I I think that we probably are would do well uh, to record that some night. Say you know maybe our one of our Halloween specials. Like hey, cue up this movie and sit down and click play, and you it's like you're uh, hanging out with us, and we're all yeah. joking and making fun of this movie. So uh, cool. that's well. I, yeah, I honestly think the end sequences with the the cultist and Corvus melting, uh, it put me in mind of uh, the uh, stripe the gremlin melting at the end of Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it looked, it looked oh. very similar in respects to that effect. And I, thought, I, 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 got, I got a I got an Evil Dead vibe from it too. Uh, okay, yeah, it was it was haunting to watch. Yeah. I thought I thought they pulled that off really well. I, I was yeah. very happy with that movie. I would watch and- it. Lastly, Susan, what do you got before we uh, go to the break? No, I want to comment. Um, my thing is, I feel a lot like how I feel about Ed Wood. I'm like, let's make a movie. Go, 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 go. Don't be stopped by plot. Don't be stopped <laughs> by effects. Let's just do this. 
<laughs> no, it's like the pure enthusiasm, like, yeah, go, go. And sometimes you get messed up. That's what I like. Sometimes, sometimes. So, all right, we got to go to the break. But when we come back, this is the big moment where we've all been waiting for is to discuss because I have not divulged any of my top five superheroes to anybody. Save them to me. I'm so excited. Do you? I know a couple. I know one. Well, we do live in the same household, and I did leave the piece of paper laying on the table where you should have seen it. I've been married for 15 years. I know that this one guy's on there. You know what I mean? All right, whatever. We got to go to the break. We'll be right back. And now, on with the show. Columbus! God damn you! Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own safety, please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Set your phasers to stun, your sonic screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is Geeky Gals and Guys with Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. That's right. We're, we have our own uh, Hall of Justice going on right here, because I'm so excited about this. Top five superheroes. And how we should, it should be top five, because we're the 3G5. So, you know. Right. You know it. So, anyway, welcome back to the show. Uh, I believe we have Miles on uh, duty. Yes, yes, I am here and looking forward to our next watch party. Uh, I think we should watch The Kingsman. Uh, take that as you will curtis is back with us as well i am sorry inspired by kenny's uh super friends drinking game i sat down to create a laugh olympics drinking game but i I realized all too quickly i was already drunk when i came up with the idea and it was kind of a (laughs) while Oops. And Michelle from the Gals Contingent, welcome back. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm excited about this because I have choices that I think might surprise people. I'm hoping a couple of mine surprise people too, but we shall see. And last but not least, the Suze is back with us, right? Yes, terribly sorry. I was distracted by cleaning the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice... Meanwhile, what the hell is just? Super cleans the bathtub. Um, so, all in right. My gardening, I left tons and tons of dirt in there, and it's disgusting. Well, I'll tell you what. My list is in, it, it is, okay. I'm going to give you the criteria that I use first, and then I want everybody to, to tell their criteria, and then we'll start, we'll commence with the number five. My criteria for this list was characters that I love, First and foremost. But secondly, characters that I think had a significant cultural impact on pop culture in general, in, in a positive way. 
Um, and, uh, you know, take that as you will, uh, gleaning into what my potential five are. But that's where I went. So I want to find out whatever, whatever everybody else was thinking. Uh, Susan, uh, you, you took a slightly different approach. I, I gave no kibitzing, no coaching. I just said five superheroes. Pick them. You can kibitz and you can coach all you want, but I still picked all the superheroes that remind me of me that I want to hang out with the most. That's it. That's a good, that's a good one. So, <laughs> Michelle, what was your criteria? a wide gambit of criteria um first of all is gambit on your list i'm sorry no (laughs) (laughs) um they had to be characters i liked uh they had to have uh one or you know two of them have some very significant um uh empowering aspects to them Mm -hmm. and one of them is basically i like that character because part of the history is a a pot calling the kettle black, and I will leave it at that. Okay, okay, all right, very good. Uh, Curtis, what what was your approach? Um, boy, like I said, it was really hard because it's just five, and yeah. I, I've got you know forty some years of collecting comics and all of these uh-huh. things that I love. So, yeah, it, it was literally at one point it was like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna go with my gut. Like uh, mm-hmm. the things that speak to me and inform me, and what really stuck out, and who resonated with me. So uh, that's it. And what what got jammed down your throat as well? I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll get to that. It, it uh, two. Uh, so who have it to is going to surprise some people. I, I got to ask you, Curtis. Uh, how many long boxes uh, do you have in your collection? Oh, oh I, no, only three. Uh, oh, okay. It, 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 it's three. Uh, but I've got them scared because at some point in the mid '90s, I just stopped collecting. Mm. I would buy some of the older stuff, and I got yeah. rid of quite a bit because, yeah, you're right. It becomes like, what am I fucking starting a warehouse? Like this is not. Uh, oh, so- uh, I have yeah. about 25, so that's why I was asking. Yeah. Um, and we lost friendships when last time we asked people to help us move. <laughs> no, not true, not true. Uh, but my, Miles, Miles, what was your criteria for making the list? So mine was, I'm pretty much the opposite of Curtis because um, where he has a huge amount of them, I had one favorite, and then I struggled to make four more. Oh. Did and, you base uh, your decisions off of m- modern movies? I, or? I did the next my my two and three were based on a very specific preference for of me okay and the last two are kind of like filler okay all right well and we know you're not the biggest comic comic geek but uh, you know enough about a lot of characters from the movies i know i know, you know. A lot. i mean I, no. I, i'll just put it th- i'll put it this i'm way. smart batman <laughs> didn't make my list yeah um, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to say anything uh, here because uh, I, I just want to commence with the, uh, the the countdown here. And let's do this. Let's do this equitably uh, since there are five of us. We will start alphabetically and then we will bounce. We will bounce to the next uh, on the on number four. We'll bounce to the next person in line. So that goes Curtis, Ken, Michelle, Miles, Susan. So, Curtis, who's your number five? 
Number five, and it seems like this guy should land higher on the list, but it, for my own personal reasons, uh, and it, it might be cliche, but number five is Superman. Um, and for those of us our age, uh, our first exposure to Superman might have come from a comic and probably came from Super Friends, but uh, where it had impact was the 1978 film. Yes. Uh, that they, and, and on purpose. They created kind of a messiah figure that I, yes. I don't know enough about the comics before then, but he seemed like a kind of two-dimensional character with some exceptions. Yeah. But that in that movie, uh, the scene that just struck me, and then you see it replay out in the comics thereafter in these great stories, is uh, Marlon Brando as Jor-El mm-hmm. telling his his son leaving that message saying that he is to serve as a reminder of the human's capacity for good. And it, that to me is it, it really still resonates with me, but what uh, that is really Superman's job and his whole mission isn't like, I'll fight bad guys or I'll keep everybody safe or he, he has this extraordinary uh, thing that what he does with with his work at the Daily Planet and and who he is as a person mm-hmm. to inspire people and I love that about him. That's my number five. Uh, believe it or not, my number five is also Superman. Uh, oh, wow. I I don't I do oh. not I do Superman not. Number five. Uh, well, you'll understand when you get to the, when I get to the end of my list. Um, my my list is is. It's like it's like Sophie's choice, you know. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It really is. Uh, Superman, and, and and you'll understand. Like I said, when I get to the cultural and pop culture significance of everything here, uh, Superman also is my number five because without Superman, we wouldn't have superheroes. There's there an argument uh, can be made that maybe you know. Uh, Doc Savage or the Shadow or the Crimson Avenger or something like that was the first superhero. But Superman was the first superhero with actual real superpowers in his DNA. Also, he was created by two Jewish teenagers from Cleveland, Ohio. And he became this iconic Americana figure um, that was, uh, you know, almost red, white and blue, uh, red, white and yellow. Uh, but in uh, in in his the early stories of him, he was guess what? All you haters, he was an SJW. You know, he he fought for the little guy. He fought for social justice. And um, it, 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 he and again the significant and to think that as much hatred there that there is out there for Jewish people in the United States from fringe groups and, and crazies and whatever. And to think that two Jewish kids, two Jewish teenagers from Cleveland gave us the world, the world, the most iconic pop culture figure that inspired uh, thousands of characters, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of characters to come from, you know, Marvel, DC independent. And then, just fanfic. The things we've all created our own superheroes at one point or another. Um, you know, uh, I think that, it, again, we couldn't have done it without Superman and the cultural significance of, of you know, uh, the con- the fictional contribution of two Jewish kids from New York, Jerry Siegel and uh, Joel Schuster. 
uh, Joe Schuster, rather, um, you know, the, it, he had to be on the list. So, all right, uh, Michelle, who's your number five? All right, my number five is Helena Rosa Bertinelli. Oh, the, the Huntress. The Huntress. Now, the second she, she version like, of the Huntress. Yes, and she she is she is. Uh, I enjoyed the character. I enjoyed the backstory. Um, but my biggest thing for having her on her list is because Batman called her too violent and aggressive, and it was my pop calling the kettle black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because um, he had a lot of hangups about her because. She, you know, went, you know, she, she, uh, assumed the Batgirl mantle for, for, at a time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that her and, you know, he, he, he would always have the argument with Gordon, like, Gordon's like, why don't you like Huntress? And Batman's like, well, you know, you shouldn't like her either because re- she reminds us too much about Barbara. And, you oh, know, it, that, yeah. that whole thing that he could not let go of the fact that Batgirl, yeah, she was killed. It was tragic, but Huntress was out there doing just the same stuff he did. Well, Batgirl wasn't killed. She right. was she was shot oh, by the Joker oh. and paralyzed and became Oracle. Yeah, well, per- yeah. The character oh, was yeah. killed. The You're Oracle, right? right? So. She became the Oracle yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Birds so, of Prey. But yeah, it was it was it was just I like the character. I like the fact, you know, I like the fact that she could dish it out to Batman too, you know. Basically, they butted heads because he saw something in her that he knew was in himself. Mhm. And he yeah. wouldn't let it go. An interesting thing about that character is the original version of the Huntress was, um, uh, oh God, was it, I forget her original name, but uh, she was from Earth 2, where the original World War 2 DC characters came from, and she was the daughter of the Earth 2 Batman and Catwoman. And so it was kind of an interesting play where they created this Earth-1 version of Huntress. There was a completely separate character who was not blood-related to Batman, but, like you said, he still saw something in her. So yeah. it was a nice little hat tip to... she was my She's my daughter in a parallel universe, you know? Yeah, and I, I, I looked at the different, ref, the different ways they portrayed her throughout mm-hmm. the history of DC Comics and stuff like that. And there were even ones where she was in a full cat suit. You yeah, know. yeah, they they played around a lot with that that character uh, through the years. Uh, so yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a great pick. So nice surprise, I like that. So thank you. Um, all right, Miles, you uh, what's your number five? Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah, he's filler. I like heroes. I'm not a big fan of the heroes that are like super powerful and super smart and super yeah. everything with only an occasional Achilles heel here, here and there. Sure. That doesn't excite me or thrill me. I like a hero that is has the odds against them, mm-hmm. has to run most of the time, and yeah. winds up, you know, turning the strengths of the enemy against them. So you're you're all for the B list underdog. I am for the underdog, yes. Nice, nice. And anything, anything else you want to add? Uh, do you have a preferred film uh, starring Ant Man? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, well, it, it, he it's, uh, Civil War. He was pretty great. Where you know he grew to yeah. super size and everything. That was pretty. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Th- no, I know he had his moments in certain films, but it's to say, I mean, his film 
his standalone film, his his uh, origin story, I enjoyed that. Oh, it you was know, great. A lot, a lot of great support characters. Mm-hmm. And very funny. I am I am a big fan of humor. Um, yeah. And to me, Ant Man was one of the. Uh, to me, I thought I found it the f- more funny. Uh, really? I mean, because you're not that funny, Miles. So I thought uh... I'm not. No, you're not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dead. I'm a stick in the mud. That's a deep so cut joke. That is a deep cut joke. Yes, it is. <laughs> Say no more. So boring. Uh, no. Well, that's that's a good number five. I, I dig it. I dig it. Especially you know coming from somebody who you know again isn't you know didn't have their nose buried in a comic book. Um, as much as some of us, but Susan, all right, here's your moment, uh, your moment, number five, who's number five on your hey, list? I thought about this. I've, I've looked at back and forth. I've tried to figure out if she would be the honorable mention or if I should get someone else in for number five, but I feel like I got to keep her cup from Powerpuff Girls. Buttercup from yes. Powerpuff Girls. Yes. Nice. Thank you. Because she's a Tom girl. She's okay. dirty. And yeah. she doesn't shower sometimes. And I, I just I just think she's she's kind of uh sarcastic and I she's like that. scrappy. Yes, scrappy. she is. Is that yeah. the green one? Yeah, it's the green, green one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Buttercup was great. I love that show so much. We the, it was such oh, fond yeah, memories. We I mean enjoyed that when it came out we were really yeah it, cartoon back how how hysterical is that 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 was but we watched that together religiously before we were married like yeah. 20 23 years ago something like that yeah so but yeah that the best yeah yeah, but no, seriously, the Powerpuff Girls is such an underrated show and it had so many again so many good hat tips to like classic um, you know, comic book storylines and stuff like that. So, Mojo Jojo, nothing that bothers me. Yeah, no. uh, we like gotta I get some. We, we gotta get some clips uh, from Powerpuff Puff Girls. Don't forget this. Don't forget this. And one of these. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was brilliant. All right, well here we go. We're we're uh, anything else you want to add, Suze, before we get to uh, start number four? Um, no, I'm ready for number four. All right, know. my number four because uh, so Curtis, you're gonna be last on the list because we're we're uh, uh, you know, like I said, skipping a letter uh, alphabetically here. Um, ready, old man. So my number four. Is when Captain America throws his mighty shield. All those that oppose his mighty shield must yield. That's right. Steve Rogers, Captain America, the original Nazi puncher. <laughs> um, and social justice warrior. And social justice warrior. Exactly. Um, again, we talked about Captain America on the last show when we were talking about the list of how, you know, the left owns pop culture. We own it. It was made for us by us, not us in particular, but people of you know the like mind. And of course, this is uh, uh, Jack Kirby and oh gosh, who is the uh, uh, Joe Simon? Joe Simon uh, helped create uh, Captain America with Jack Kirby. Um, again, the, the I won't get into the details, but you know he w- he never towed the line for any party. He never. 
um, you know, you know, there, there was an evil version of Captain America who worked for the government called U.S. Agent. You know, he didn't work for the government. He worked for America and the American way and not just our country, but other countries, too. A natural born leader, a humanitarian, uh, you know, loaded with empathy, um, a scrawny little dude who was injected with super serum he was the he was picked on he was the underdog he was he was beaten to the ground and then all of a sudden he's like oh hello what are these <laughs> and he's like you know what people used to beat the shit out of me and knock me down and i got right back up and i tried to fight and they kept knocking me down but guess what he could do this all day <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so Captain America, I think, uh, culturally significant, um, in the sense that he is the original red, white, and blue character. He is the original Nazi puncher and he stayed true to the, co- the, the, the core of American decency all throughout, uh, his, uh, storied career because the writers who have been, you know, continuing the Captain America legacy get the character. So, all right, uh, that brings us to Michelle next. Now, my next one may, some people consider him a villain. Some people consider him an anti-hero. Some people consider him a hero. Um, some people call him a space cowboy. Yeah. yeah that's um, also true. Or Maurice. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle. His, his name is Dr. Michael Morbius, a.k.a. Morbius the Living Vampire. Mm. Nice. Because um, my exposure to him was not the original where he originally appeared in Spider-Man, although I did read about him in the Spider-Man comics that I collected later on that were older mm-hmm. comics. Um, my original ex- uh, exposure to him was Vampire Tales, when he would interact with Amanda Saint and he rescued her from the cult. So mm-hmm. the Deathfire cult, I think it was called. I don't remember. It's been a long time. And um, he was a biochemist suffering from a debilitating blood disease. He experimented on himself, which turned him into a living vampire. Yeah. And uh, he had his bad moments where he slaughtered people. He had his good moments where he helped people. And, you know, he's just, to me, it's fun. And they're making a movie about him. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah. No, that that is... It, it, and Morbius never was... Uh, he might... I think he's more considered an anti-hero... There's never been a story that I know of where he's like Dr. Doom or Magneto level villain or something like that. You know, it, it's it's almost like the stories where he's a villain is, is like he's kind of misunderstood that he's trying to do something. And I guess maybe Magneto I shouldn't have thrown in there, you know, but Dr. Doom for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it, he's never been portrayed as like that kind of mega level villain. So uh, I think it's fair to, to put him in the hero category for sure. So that's my four. All right, Miles, who is your number four? My four was also Captain America. Um, oh, I, I, look at that! I put chose him. Um, I appreciate the anti-bullying um, aspect of him and the Nazi punching and all that. But what gets me about this his character is he is when normally when a person gets power. You know how that power corrupts. Mm-hmm. He never, he never gets that corruption. Yeah. Um, 
and th- there was a, a moment that, that that struck me, and that is when he's had, I think, is a conversation with Fury, and f- they're talking about how these uh, super Hella carriers are going to, you know, stop the problem before it gets started, and uh, that's when Captain America says, "Well, when you try to solve a problem before it started, that's what causes war, and that's what mm-hmm. causes all this shit to go to hell." And so it, it was a very poignant moment for me where he's just like, yeah, you're talking, you know, because the, the um, military industrial complex is always trying to find a way to, you know, kick things off. And Captain America was there to go, no, no, that's that's wrong. Yeah. So he, he's my number four. All right. Very good. Uh, oh, I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, Adam said his number five would have been Martian Manhunter. Um, so John Jones, Jones, that's a good pick. That is a good pick, uh, for various reasons. All right. So, uh, Susan, who's your number four? Okay. I want to note that, um, I only have one DC and one Marvel. That's fine. This isn't one of them. (laughs) Um, so my number four is Sam Winchester, Supernatural, and he is is granted with um superpowers by the god figure so he does count and i think that i'm not going to argue friends and, would be yeah. good friends and eat lots of salads together Uh-oh, oh yeah uh, until, until the luck stripping moment <laughs> luck went oh that was oh, yeah. i'm just going to i'm going to say this susan that's a that's an okay choice as a superhero that's fine and everything but you cannot kiss him or oh, yeah, okay. I'll let you hug him. She doesn't even get a hall pass, really. Oh yeah, I don't think we have that in our marriage. <laughs> we'll talk about this after the show. And just like um, talk about Holly Hunter all the time or whatever. I used to talk about Holly Hunter. I don't much anymore. But boy, the <laughs> piano is a hell of a film. Um, anything else you want to add for Sam Winchester, Suze? No, I I think um. Uh, he's a good superhero. Um, good show. Uh, it might might be on again. I don't know. So oh. yeah, he has. Um, they do get the um, in the last season. God took away all the superpowers, and then they ha- started having troubles again. Uh, like normal. Sick son of a bitch. Had to go to the dentist and stuff. What did you hear? Sorry, I was oh, playing no. a supernatural clip for you. I apologize. Yeah. Kenny was you playing a supernatural clip. <laughs> could play the one um, about Halloween, but I, I forgot to tell you to uh, find it. Before yeah, you that's okay. We don't have time for that right now because we we yeah. we have uh, we still have nine. Uh, no, uh, what uh, a dozen more characters? Um, yeah, something like that. No, f- sixteen <laughs> more. Uh, fifteen. I don't know. I don't know how to do math right now. Um, all right. So, Curtis, who is your number four? Before we go to the break. Well, I, being that before I was a, a comic book kid, I was a monster movie kid. So my four is the same as Adam's, actually. It's the Incredible Hulk, who took his inspiration, I know, from like Jekyll and Hyde, probably. But yeah. I what struck a chord with me with the, the, the Bill Bixby TV show and then the comics as well was, uh, was it House of Frankenstein? The one where like Dracula and a Wolfbane are trying to figure out the, the cure for their... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like Lon Chaney Jr.'s performance as this this tragic character hurt me as a little kid watching him, you know, uh, and endure that as uh, it, it really resonated with me. So seeing the Hulk in comics like that and Banner, he's unlike any comic character you've ever seen. And then somehow he is also considered a superhero. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's this misunderstood. Like it's a, it's this amazing quality where it's like Frankenstein for those of us who watch those monster movies and you sympathized with him, you realize he is he's the benevolent creature and everybody else is the asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like a win that Hulk even got to be considered to be a superhero. So that's my number four. That's a great number four and a great take on that too. So. All right, I'll tell you what, we're going to have to do lightning round when we come back because we each have three more characters. Uh, and that's exciting. This is exciting. <laughs> so, uh, I know Livin and Adam are, are going uh, going bonkers in the chat uh, talking about stuff. By the way, the Immortal Hulk, if you like the horror elements uh, of Hulk, that new series, Immortal Hulk, looks like it is amazing. So, you should check it out. Uh, anybody. All right. We're going to go to the break. We'll be right back. Got some uh, more hair wolf coming up for everybody. We'll be right back after this. <laughs>
I could kiss you in the mouth. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast. Heard right here. Really? Yes, it's just that simple. Listen to the Bradcast every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern right here on Radio for Humans. Please visit radioforhumans.com and bradblog.com. Let it all hang out. Oh, wow. That, to me, is extremely exciting. Hi, everybody. This is Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Radio for Humans. Oh, the humanity. Radioforhumans.com. Final 15, I figured out the math on the break. <laughs> well, well, you know, let's just uh, jump right back into this. Alphabetically, Michelle is going to present her number three on her top five superhero list. So, looking forward to this. Michelle, right. what do you have? Turn Want me to start mute. now? Yeah, go for it. All right. Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. Oh, all right. Nice pick. Yeah, and I really enjoyed her during, in the comic book era, when I was reading the West Coast Avengers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that series. Because, you know, and and she, you know, even though she has a pretty impressive set of powers, she went through hell and back in some of those uh, issues. Oh, there was so... She she is uh, one of the great tragic marvel characters that uh i think we're probably going to see a lot of that play out on in wandavision i think that they've they've incorporated that into her character uh very well and we're going to see a lot of that play out yeah but uh anything else you want to add to uh wanda I'm just keeping it short and sweet because I, right. what I did, I loved her in the, in the in the in the late '80s versions of the West Coast Adventures. Okay, so Miles, Miles, who's your number three top five superhero? Spawn. Spawn. Oh, the Todd McFarlane Image Comics classic. I like um, how um, you, uh, powers that are given to you that are you know for nefarious purposes sure, sure. are turned around and used against the original nefarious person and uh i like using an enemy strength against them uh and so that that may is what appeals on to me turning the tables as it were yes yes all right any anything else you want to add to that no it's okay all right Suze, who's your number three hey my number three i'm gonna need that sound clip i asked you to get Oh, okay. All right. Uh, let me uh, go ahead and uh, hold on one second. It's maybe it, somebody can guess it. Maybe. Uh, well, okay. Well, and, and and this is this is interesting to me because it's kind of. Uh, oh gosh, hang on one second. Uh, I just got to find it real quick. Uh, there it is. Here it is. All right. So Su- Susan uh, wanted me to uh, play this. I am the villain of the story. That. 
Does anybody know what that is? No, it's familiar though. It sounds familiar. I probably. I am the villain one. of the story. Okay, it's from um, Smallville. It's Smallville's Lex oh, Luthor. Because oh. he wanted to be a superhero. It's just that he actually was. It, he he sure. has been a superhero in. Uh, yeah, he voiced the Flash, didn't he? Well, no, not not, not the not, not the just character. the actor. The the character, the, the character uh, Lex Luthor has like saved the world several times. Um, so Susan is definitely going for the some um, uh, more darker, cynical characters on her list, which I. I <laughs> I like it. I like he, it. I, yeah, he's he really he could have been a superhero, but he just just got you know kicked by Superman and maybe a little bit of his own mental illness, but still. But at times he did have redemptive qualities, even on Smallville. You know, he he actually saved the day a oh, few yeah. times. So yeah. so it's a you know he tried it's, to save Chloe from that cult, but. Oh work. yeah, Chloe turned right. out to be the real supervillain of Supernatural. <laughs> uh, Nexium, right. hello. Was, it's I not. I was stuck on Supernatural for years. I was like so stuck on that stupid soap opera. All so, my you mean Smallville? Like, you said super. Oh, you said Supernatural. Yeah. You mean Smallville? Yeah. All right, same thing. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> CW. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so if it, you know, if Chloe joined Nexium, she should have joined Lexium. So, yeah, that would have been awesome. Anyway, if anybody doesn't well, know the next put all hers, put all hers out in the. Huh? She, she picked all the. Caitlin Chris put all her whole list out. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. read, read it. Oh, um, Jubilee. Okay. Powerpuff Girls, Wonder Woman, Jean Grey, Linda May. I don't even know who that is. Um, I don't know Melinda May. Um. Hmm. I probably do, but I'm just drawing a blank right now. I'm sure okay. she'll let us know. So, uh, all right. So, uh, now it's back to Curtis for your number three. Number three? Oh, man, I'm so excited to tell you guys about my number three. We, we Can you uh, get a little hotter on the mic there? A little louder? Absolutely. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we were talking a little bit of a, about it last week and how the, you know, the geeks have always owned... Uh, it, 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 our culture is leftist, and Daredevil is my favorite. I like uh, Daredevil, social too. justice warrior, because wow. he's the only comic book character that's actually handicapped. I mean, yeah. it, I, I don't know if it was a knee jerk reaction to like a Clark Kent where they're like, oh, so he just puts glasses on and all of a sudden he's a superhero, or you know what I mean? Oh. Like, it, it, nobody's fooled to think it. Like, maybe Matt Murdock's uh, source he is like, who would guess that the blind guy is a superhero? Yeah. He's really kind of not. I mean, he has super senses, which makes you wonder, like, he, getting the shit kicked out of him probably hurts a thousand times worse than it does everybody else. You know, yeah. he can he can tell you how many grains of salt are on a pretzel. So what's it feel like getting punched in the mouth? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you uh, what, the, the Netflix series did not hurt that character at all. That was amazing. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought it, the it, every episode. Yeah. yeah I but like that's my, that's my number three. And I, I love him to death. It, it I, of uh, the bulk of my comics, uh, he, he owns quite a uh, large quadrant of it that I never get rid of, and I don't think I ever will. This does I, I I love rereading them over and over again. 
Very nice. Very nice. Okay, my my number three, Storm from the X-Men. Aurora. Uh, The the main reason being that, uh, again, I love the character. I've loved the, the Claremont burn era of that team. And Claremont, you know, after even after Byrne left, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Storm was always such a beautiful and compelling character. Uh, I loved Halle Berry's uh, portrayal of her in, in uh, the movies. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's unfortunate they never expanded on her rich history, though. That's the that's the huge mistake that the X Men movies made, is that they didn't get into her her, her you know actual cultural roots and, and everything. Um, I mean, what you know a power set too. She she rivals Thor, and the cultural significance is she arguably, with one exception, is the first female african-american superhero in the comics debuting in i believe 1970 i think 1975 but there was a comic book this is i have two honorable mentions on the show tonight and this brings in the first one there was a character called butterfly that was in a comic book called hell rider by atomic comics in the late Late sixties, early seventies. I don't remember exactly when it came out, but she was the first female African American superhero. Uh, really beautiful artwork and stuff, but it, it was like two, three, four, five issues of, of a comic, and it wasn't Marvel. It wasn't DC. It didn't. You know, th- this character did not permeate our our pop culture or pave the way. Um. Again, a beautiful design on the original costume, the the original you know burn design for the costume, uh, the the black and white outfits. You know, I mean, yeah, it might be a little racy uh, for the kids nowadays, but uh, just uh, you know, even her mohawk iteration in the in the eighties oh, was incredible. Yeah, you know, everything about this that was character- after the. the- uh, she lost her powers, didn't she? When she was the the Mohawk one. Ah, uh, oh boy, you. Uh, that's uh, when uh, she uh, was uh, down with Calypso. She was. Oh, she was that's that right. A lot of time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was uh, around X. The the first X Factor comics came out, where the original team came back, and all the uh, the Claremont Burn characters were kind of drifting. Um. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So. So. There we go. That's my. That's my number three. And. And she still kicked ass. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 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 Yeah. So I think we're on to. So we're on to number two now, right? We got everybody's number three, correct? Number two. Yeah. And you agreed with Adam on his number three as well. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, and uh, great minds. All right. So, Miles, you lead this with your number two character. I, number and when two I say number Rick. two, don't say Mr. Hank. Uh, oh, that's totally no. <laughs> and I had to point out to Michelle that in the chat, Von Hammer picked my number two. Oh, oh yeah? Swim Jack. Oh, that's uh, Grimjack was done by Mike Grell, I believe. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm not much of a, a comic book uh, guy, but Shane is, 
and has mm-hmm. uh, graced me to let him read some of his comic books way back in the day. And I do remember the story of Grim Jack, um, you know, going and signing ashore. And one of the things that that appealed to me uh-huh. is because uh, he lives in like in a multi-dimensional universe place where you can go visit worlds where magic works in some places and that's where technology doesn't work technology including bullets and guns or you can go to a technological world where magic does not work mm-hmm. and one of my favorite my favorite lines that i remember is uh that you know in a magic world you know tech doesn't work and in a, in a, in a science world magic doesn't work but swords work everywhere oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right so very nice so it's it's he's uh he's a very uh I guess you could call him an antihero. He's just a I guess a, a not a vigilante, a mercenary, I guess you might say. You know, Sorry, I, I uh, he, a he was part of the demon corps because thing. demons are very prevalent and yeah. there's lots of scenes of, you know, like nuns, for example, with tentacles going inside their nose and out their mouth and yeah, it's uh <laughs> yeah. very hentayish. Oh just saying Swords work everywhere. Yes, sign uh, Yes, thank you, Shane. <laughs> all right, uh, real quick. Uh, Living on Long Island says his top five is uh, five Hulk, four uh, Superman, especially post crisis, three Professor X. Wish I could read minds, uh, and uh, even if he could be a dick at times. Uh, number two, Captain <laughs> America. Number one, Spider Man. I could relate to Peter Parker for a long time. So. Uh yeah, all right, there we go. Listener list. So okay, so very good. Grimjack, that that is a, a nice little surprise. And by the way, Mike Grell still alive and kicking, and my good friend uh Jeff Messer runs who is a liberal radio talk show host, runs uh the Mike Grell fan page on Facebook. So oh. Miles Miles Von Hammer, you might want to hop over there. So uh all right, so number two. That means, uh, Susan, your number, uh, who's your number two superhero? Okay, number two, I don't think is on anybody else's list, okay? Oh, but she should be on everyone's list. Dean Winchester? Because, uh, <laughs> she, do you think that Dean Winchester is a girl? <laughs> I don't uh, think he is. He's not very feminine. I don't he know, you tell me. Baskets. He doesn't have any feminine clothing. Sammy, <laughs> shut up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's from Love and Rockets, um, which is I've talked to you guys about the comic book Love and Rockets before. Uh, and, um, the Hernandez brothers, Love and Rockets. Hernandez brothers, um, music from Mechanics. It was a bunch of series that came out in the late '80s about. Uh, Maggie and Hopi. Los Angeles, Maggie and Hopi. But one of the side characters is Penny Century. His name is Penelope, so they call her Penny. She's a regular, beautiful girl. This is a great character. She wants to be a superhero. What? Yeah, this is a great character, by the way. Nice, deep cut. Just giving you a pat on the head for that. Well, I mean, I I can really understand what she's going to. She wants to be a superhero. Mm -hmm. She can't be a superhero. She tries to be a superhero. She has no superpowers. So she marries a millionaire so she can have money. (laughs) He's really old, too, isn't he? Isn't he like a distant creep? He's really old, and he has horns, which... 
Oh, that's I'm right. Not it does. Sure what this means? Like, I think it means that she. It's a devil's on him bargain. Or it's a de- or yeah, or or that or that he's like. I forget his name, Costigan. I think it I, is. I don't know, but you but just yeah. She's um. Don't they sometimes have like horns on the on the one that they're cheating on? I forget what it's called. I I don't know, but you got we we don't have a ton anyway. of time, so just. All right. So anyway, what she does is she like rents a storage space and she like pays people to pretend they're villains so she can beat them up all day. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. And it's awesome. So it's kind of like, it kind of predicted oh, like you know internet video services. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it should be a fetish. But anyway, she's just she's it sitting is. there going to it him. Is. She's talking to him, and she's like, all I ever wanted to be was a superhero. And she's like, and he's like, I don't know what to tell you. You're supposed to fall in a vat of poison or something or, or get bit by a spider. I don't know how to make you a superhero. I have all the money in the world. So All right. All right. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So, Curtis, you're number two character. Super oh my good. god, I gotta spit this out really quick and this, this is quite a lot. So this is the most unlikely uh, character, like I said top five, you start grabbing and shit and I, I couldn't not talk about her because she's such an important fixture in my head when it comes to comic characters uh-huh. uh, although not being what anybody would consider a top tier comic character or female comic character but it's it's. let me just tell you a little bit about the 70s real quick there, there's shit that happened in the 1970s that wasn't possible in any other time frame. And this character was uh, inspired by, uh, they wanted to do kind of a tie-in with a recording star. So Casablanca oh, Records, which I, you I know, know yeah, I know the, it. <laughs> their history, that was ran in the most ridiculous fashion. Yeah. It was the stupidest record label that ever existed and somehow succeeded for a short while doing really stupid shit. And... So they decided, and it would seem like a good idea. Like if this would have taken off, it would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. They were going to have, they were going to provide the recording star if Marvel provided the vehicle. So Dazzler is this character who can take sound and create light and energy beams with it. And at, at her inception, like one of the ideas was they were going to have her. Uh, she was inspired by Grace Jones, which holy shit, wouldn't that have been better? Oh my but god. They, they yeah. modeled her uh, after Bo Derek, who, yes. well, uh, let's just say it was developing at the time, and it struck me like, wow, this is, I, I can't uh-huh. stop <laughs> I'm about, right there with you, Curtis. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about this character. But so she. I mean, she fucking skin tight silver LeMay in, in you know, blue kiss makeup. What's oh my every God. boy's dream? Right. She was amazing. Uh, so she <laughs> On didn't get a movie. Casablanca Records fell apart. And part of the reason why she didn't get a movie was they did want Bo Derek to play her part, but they wouldn't agree to letting her fucking husband direct the movie. Oh, now, mind boy. you, and I'm going to put this in the chat, the mm-hmm. goddamn... Uh, uh, Village people got their own movie, but Dagger did not. And, and not only that, here I'm gonna put this in the chat. The fucking Village People movie had a product tie-in for Baskin Robbins, and you were never gonna believe the name of their flavor of ice cream. I can't stop fucking laughing about it. It's, I'm fucking crying. Can't stop the nuts. <laughs> 
Well, the thing is, I, I love that movie. You Can't Stop the Music is a great movie. It, yeah. it has uh, Caitlin, now, formerly Bruce Jenner, in it. That's right. Um, and uh, that Steve is... Gutenberg. It's an incredible movie, but you can't stop the nuts. That's fucking hilarious. Do you know who directed that movie, Kenny? Oh, gosh. I, I think I used to, but I don't remember now. It, Nancy Walker, the, the bounty... Paper towel lady, the quicker picker upper lady. <laughs> I say you not, Nancy. That's Walker, even that. better. No, that's what I'm just saying. I'm like, it's so tragic. Dazzler didn't even get a record or a goddamn movie, and it uh, can't stop the wow. nut happen. You know, <laughs> cannot, cannot. All right, uh, we get, we're gonna have to do this pretty fast because I know Miles probably has to work in the morning. So, uh, my number two. Wait, I might have a bit of audio. There you go. <laughs> Wonder that. Woman, because there would be no female superheroes without Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, uh, I, I love the old stories, uh, whatever her creator, Morton. Oh, God, I forget the name of her creator. But, yeah, there was some weirdo stuff. There was, like, some S&M stuff in there, too. But you know what? I'm not offended by that. Uh, there might have been a little bit of misogyny in the early books and everything, but it, Wonder Woman always came out on top. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, I uh, no, she again, great character, wet, red, white, and blue, uh, along lines of Superman and Captain America, uh, and very empowering to to young women for decades. The new movies are fantastic. Uh, the, the, some of the, the amazing runs on the comics by George Perez. Uh, Grant Morrison has done some really great work with Wonder Woman, especially in the JLA series from the late 90s. Um, people, a, a lot of people get this character. Uh, not just women, but men too. And I think that uh, having, uh, you know, I had Wonder Woman action figures when I was a kid. Like, I had Princess Leia action figures. It wasn't like, oh, you've got dolls. No, I have action figures that happen to be women, asshole. Shut up. My whole universe isn't just men. You know? Uh, so, you know, I, I, I think the cultural impact and significance of Wonder Woman uh, can't be overlooked. That's why she's number two on my list. And now we are on to... Susan for number one? Am I right? Or, or My number two. Oh, you're number two. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're number two, Michelle. And then, yeah, go. My number two is Jean-Paul Bobier, who is also known as North Star from uh, Out of Flight. Yeah. Oh, Michelle. What? North Star was an honorable mention for me. Thank you for okay. putting him on yes. the list. Yes, because, you know, A, you know, gay superhero. You know, he recently had a wedding, which was a really big comic, which was great. Miles bought it for me. I love it. Um, I think that was like almost ten years ago now. Yeah, and 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 Al, well, yeah, but I just got the comic, so I'm happy. Oh no, no, no! I'm not. I'm just saying it's 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 kind of awesome because it happened when Obama was president. You know. Yes. Yes. So, um, but yeah, uh, I love the character. Um, I again another character with trials and tribulations. You know, he had a sister Aurora. They were a great team in Alpha Flight. 
you know, they had lots of, you know, issues here and there. And, yes. you know, he went through a freedom fighting moment and, you know, very cool character. And I really enjoy him. So he's my number two. Oh, you know, and you and I, we really, we really kind of bonded over Alpha Flight because, yes. I mean, that is such an underrated series. Again, John Byrne, um, yeah. you know, great character designs. Uh, Curtis, were you a fan of uh, Alpha Flight as well? Hundred percent, man. Oh, I love nice. Game. I mean, you know, Puck and Sas or, or not Sasquatch? But... Yeah, there was Sasquatch. Oh, it was, okay, I was, I was saying. Oh, Yeti was the villain. That's right. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, uh, Marina, and of course, you know, Vindicator, Guardian, and Aurora, Northstar. But yeah, and North Shaman and Talisman. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, but uh. Northwind totally was one of my honorable mentions next to Butterfly from Hellrider because just call him Northwind. <laughs> what did I say? I said I Northwind. 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 You called him I... Northwind instead of North Star. North Star. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I, uh, all right. Hey well, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, you're yes. there. There you are. We can hear you just fine. Well, okay. Southwind. The Southwind would be this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, I'm sorry, North Star. Oh, I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, so uh I was reading from my notes. But yeah, he was on my so you know I'm not lying, he was an honorable mention because I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> All right, so we got everybody's number two in, correct? Yep. All right, so now we start with Miles for your number one. Is that right? Do no, it should be um no. One after Miles. Suze. Suze. Can you hear me now? All right. Su yes. You're there, Suze. Can you hear us? I know, but I just changed. I just changed from my phone. Can you hear to us? The computer. Yeah, can I can hear you, but I've got my headphones on. I, I can just hear changed and turned my phone it off. It doesn't matter what happened. We can off. hear it. We can hear you now. So it's okay. Fine. I'm just trying so. to tell you. I'm not. I'm not crazy. No, it's yet. fine. It, it's all right. You want uh, number we, two? No. Uh, did you give your number two already? Wasn't it? Uh... Yeah, I did. It was Penny Century. Do you want number yeah, one? Number one, yeah. yes. Okay. This is because I think she's coolest and I would like to hang out with her the most. And that's Jessica Jones. That's a good one. Uh, w would you chug the Jack Daniels like she did? Yes, I have. Well, not now. <laughs> but I have in the past. All right. But Anything? I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just think she's, she's super cool. And, she's kind know. of a rock and roll character, you know. She, she's like, yeah. you know, tough, yeah. has no fucks to give. I get it. I can see how no you, you're like that. Because Susan, fan. I, can, but I, can I mean, attest. I've got one Marvel and one DC, so. And yeah. that's fine. And that's uh, fine. Uh, there were no restrictions on these lists. Uh, so anything else you want to add about Jessica Jones before we roll along, Suze? Um, no, I, I like the series. I like the series. I like yeah. the, uh, I like the characters, and I like the first season that okay. had the well, yeah, we'll just, Panic character. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was kind of, and I like the Deadpool, uh, not Deadpool. But nah, the, yeah, that wasn't part of that. No. The, I like the, the one that Destroy a Kurt had, um... Uh, I the the side character the Hell's Kitchen who's that guy Daredevil he's not Daredevil. a side I character I couldn't think of his name I couldn't think of his he's name he's not a side but character. it's the same what 
He's not. Uh, never mind. Go ahead. They're they're in the same universe, though, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's what so. I when I say side character, I don't mean it like a sidekick. I mean like a side in the same. No, universe, I just want it. Yeah. So, all right, cool. All right, so. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, so our number ones, I think we probably need a drum roll for this, right? Because yes. now we're... Uh, do we... Uh, shit. I, I totally lost track. Where do we... Who do we start with uh, this time? Number one, didn't she? What's that? Didn't Suze just say her number one? Jessica uh, Jones. Yeah. Oh, that, Jones. oh, yeah. Okay, so now it doubles back to Curtis. So, oh, shit. I'm sorry. There we go. <laughs> I'm a dummy. Too many things to keep count uh, track of here. Uh, Curtis, uh, you're number one. My number one has to do with, and I should have said this is one of the things I would have included with Superman. I, the real strength of a comic book character is their villains. And mm. I, I, I love Superman's villains. Like, you have to be clever because he's so invulnerable. So somebody that's a threat to him is really, it's curious who that they collect. And my number one is somebody who I think that their villains and the adventures that they have are unlike any other comic character. And that's Doctor Strange. Mm. Uh, oh, being a kid, wow. seeing those comics, I was just like, this is, this is crazy. No other superhero has somebody like nightmare like good luck trying to punch him in the face like what are you yeah. talking about you know what i mean uh, yeah yeah Dormammu, or you, you know uh he didn't speak like anybody else he didn't move like he had a lair that was just and it, it, I, I every every issue seemed like it also revealed an extra layer to that character's power and who he was and he just kept evolving in that way uh but it, it'll always be my favorite Damn, so uh, that that is an inspired choice, and uh, yeah, I, I will put my full weight behind it, which is thirty pounds lighter than it was four months ago. <laughs> um, Congrats! Congrats! So, man. So thank you, hard. thank you. I just ordered new shorts today. I found a, a five pack of of shorts uh, for thirty four ninety nine on Amazon clearance. So that's a good deal for five pairs of shorts. Yes. Uh, I'm not talking underpants, actual like real shorts you can wear out in public. Uh, you know, not, not under. That we're going in public anytime yeah. soon. All right, my number one, everybody. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't give you the drum roll, Suze, but here's my number one T'Challa, Black Panther, created by Jack Damn. Kirby and Stan Lee. Best superhero ever because he is the coolest design, right? that costume yeah. is gorgeous beautiful and the variations with the cape or the the necklace or the you know all of that he is a king he was the first male african-american superhero in the comics and honest to god you know where i grew up was in a very racist part of ohio curtis knows this well uh susan knows this well too you know mm -hmm. But I was curious about other uh, other people who didn't look like me and had different stories, you know? And when I saw Black Panther on the stands when I was a little kid, I would see that comic and I'm like, first of all, great fucking costume design. The artwork jumping off the page from Jack Kirby from Jungle Action and the Captain America books where he appeared or the Avengers book. Well, Kirby didn't do the Avengers artwork for, for Black Panther, 
but there was a lot of good Gil Kane artwork for uh, Black Panther and everything. And then when they made this movie, they made this movie and, and just permeated our pop culture with one of my favorite characters. Again, he, he, I'm going to say overall, he is my favorite comic book character. I love Batman. I love Superman. I love Captain America. But but to me, the 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 j- just that gorgeous design of the costume, the fan, the the amazing backstory, and again introducing me to you know uh, people who look different than me, and opening the gateway to other people, uh, you know other characters that were created in his wake. So. That's my number one. And now it goes to Michelle. All right. My number one is going to be no surprise. Oh, to here we go. <laughs> my number one is Anna Marie LeBeau, a.k.a. Rogue. Rogue. Yeah. <laughs> Our Rogue DM has spoken. I mean, yeah, just, uh, just briefly. How much character development and how much overcoming of the crappiest power at times yeah when you you put your first love your young teenage boyfriend into a coma just by kissing him Mm -hmm. that he never recovers from i did that that scar (laughs) that that just kidding kidding. that, that would scar you for life and it did and she was constantly fighting it her entire career even when she absorbed i mean she absorbed uh marvel's powers and yeah miss marvel's you know, powers and, absolutely and her personality as well and yeah carol you know, Danvers. yeah had to deal with multiple personality disorders because of that well so, and um, an amazing character yeah stop moving stuff around suit hey susan not stop doing that <laughs> hey <laughs> So you're, you're slamming shit around, and it's coming through for, through the mic. Um, Terribly sorry. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, no, I, I agree with you 100%, Michelle. And uh, I think in the films, it was pulled off very well uh, by Anna Paquin. I think she understood yeah. the character for the limited amount of time they had to explain what her powers were. And then she actually had a bit of a redemption in Days of Future Past, too, I think. So, oh, but they cut that. Of course they did. Yeah, um, but I, I, I loved her ever since I started reading about her in the X-Men. Yeah. And I just, and the way her story developed and her, her relationship with Remy and yeah. all that, it was, I love it. All right, very good. So, uh, Miles. Who's number one? Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up with him, the, the morning cartoons. Uh, the, the, as far as the character goes, I I like, you know, he, he's got problems in life that we all deal with. Not having enough money. Yeah. You know, the, the challenges he goes up against are bigger than him, and he has to find ways to defeat them that don't rely on invulnerability or unlimited money or all the other things mm. that the other heroes have. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can I can definitely see that, and that's it. Those are a top five superhero list. I mean, again, uh, roll call number one: Black Panther, Curtis, Doctor Strange, Susan, Jessica Jones, 
Uh, Michelle. Rogue. Miles. Spider-Man. There you go. That's a pretty good representation. And the only duplicates I've seen, Curtis and I both had Superman for number five, and Miles and I both had Captain America for number four. So... That be a penny century. Why not? Why not? Uh, never read that comic. That's why. That too. That, so good. Michelle so might be onto something there. It. Yeah, it's not hard to find. Um, well, the, the, the the originals are, but the, not the not yeah. the. All right. Well, books, whatever they're called, I forget. What anyway, they're called. we we have to. We got to start wrapping up the show. But there it is. And I'll tell you what. I think we're going to work on a way to put all these uh, characters who weren't duplicated well you know they don't get duplicate entries we're going to make a bracket and we're going to put all these characters head to head um, oh, yeah. that's going to cause some fist fights oh I know I'm oh, looking forward no, no. to it Oh, no, 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 my heroes are not designed to take on other heroes they will lose well I'll tell you what the, you know who the wild card is going to be it's going to be Corbus Corbus <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, I'll tell you, we don't have time for uh, parting shots or anything like that. We're just going to wrap things up right now. Shane just said the tick. Another good superhero. The tick (laughs) is a good one. Very good one. Uh, But anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up right now. Everybody have a splendid week. We'll see you next week on Geeky Gals and Guys.